This is the Man's Man Film Review. And I'm Grumpy Harrison Ford. God, this fucking song is terrible. Here's your host, Tom and Joe. Woo, what are you talking about? That song is awesome. Yeah, I didn't say it. Do you know Steven Seagal? Grumpy is Harrison actually, Ford, man. Steven Seagal was like on that song. He, he actually sings in he, the song. I, I believe so. Yeah, did, did you he, have that later on? What? In the song right now? Like where he's actually singing? I don't know if he's singing or if he's just like just like standing there looking intimidated or what, but I'm, you know, probably. So he calls a man of many great traits. Or is he a man with many talents? Is uh, or, or great traits. I don't know. Does that mean anything? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. It's he so can do a, a billion things. He's Steven Seagal. A billion things, really? A billion things. He is the most can interesting man. Can you name man. five things he can do? He, um, he keeps Russian ladies kidnapped in his, in his house, doesn't he? Is like slave ladies. <laughs> Haven't you heard about that? No. Oh, okay. Well. Oh no, I think I heard yeah. some. Somebody tried to sue that. him, didn't they? Something like that. Like okay, he had like sex slaves or something. This is not a good way to start a tribute to Steven Seagal. <laughs> hey, we, we love him. We do. I love you, Seagal. We would not have saved Steven Seagal for episode twenty-five if we that, didn't. That love was him. later in his career. After he was like, I don't know, and then law, lawman, and all that other shit. You know, uh, end yeah. of his career. We're yeah. gonna, we're going to focus more on the beginning of his career. When it was the good times. When it was yeah. Yeah, was that's great. right. Yeah, and Steven Seagal, if he was in the room right now, he'd be like, is that right? <laughs> but we could probably both run away from Steven Seagal. But yeah. I don't think he, he could beat us up if he caught us, but I don't think he could catch us. I don't think so. And if we threw a donut at him, we'd have at least five minutes. He would probably eat it. We'd have at least five seconds to get away. Or he'd probably slap it out of, the, out of his, you know, out of his way. Because <laughs> in slow motion. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> everything he does now is in slow motion. I'm not going to lie. He's a tough man, but he runs like a fucking sissy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, absolutely. But whatever. There, if you want to enjoy that, go to YouTube and look up Steven Seagal runs like a sissy. It's basically a video of him running. You know. It's even better when you I watch it in slow motion. I put that on our page. I put that on our page. That's good stuff. Oh, absolutely. I love it. So before we get into Steven, it's episode 25. <laughs> We're going to get into Steven? That actually sounds like a new movie into you should make. Into Steven. Into Steven Seagal. It's a three-letter, t- three-word title. No, I, I think it would just be Into, into Steven. Steven. Into Steven. I, I would love that. I, I think so, too. I, I, I'd be down for that. He's a vacuum salesman. Should I go on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> let, me, let me show you how to use the cracking crevice tool. Oh, that's your vagina. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure I can afford, afford this vacuum, sir. Is that right? Is that right? There's a money-back guarantee. Life or death. Okay, Steven Seagal is a vacuum salesman and Harrison Ford as his, like, grumpy boss. Yeah, that'd be awesome. There you go. I, you didn't meet your quota. You sell more. More units, Steven. Say, say, I, say, I, um, say that again. Say I didn't meet, meet the quota. <laughs> say that again. You didn't meet that quota. I can't even hear it. That was, in, that was incredibly disappointing. Let's try that one more time. Are you ready? Yes, I think so. Here we so. go. Steven, get in my office. You didn't meet that quota. Boy, it wasn't nearly as funny when you knew it was coming. So. Man, my phone's buzzing. Hollywood is calling yes, already. Yes, absolutely. We are good to go. <laughs> good God. Oh, my word. So, well, so from the six listeners that listened to the last show. We're down to five after that, <laughs> that segment right there. <laughs> I love it. So what have you seen lately, buddy? Well, I saw Wonder Woman again. Okay. Because the first time I went, I went by myself. So finally took uh, my daughter and my wife. They loved it. Um, I enjoyed it again. It's a great movie. It's fun. Yeah. Which is why it's made over <laughs> $410 million, probably. Not much else to say about that one. Yeah. But, I mean, hey... Hats off to DC. They finally made a movie that was 
Good. We've talked about this. We'll, we'll see about the Justice League. I, and I will pick it up when it hits 4K, I think, what, early September, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely pick that up, too. Um, I, saw, I saw Wind River. Just, that was really good. Oh, you did see it? Yeah. It okay. Really good. Fantastic. Yeah. Worthy to see it in the theater. It is, yep. but I mean, you can also wait for video. It okay. was an excellent movie, but, you know, it's, it's nothing you had to see in the theater because of it. it's like, you know, it's... It's kind of a quiet movie, and there's not, a, you know. Same director as Hell or High Water, is that right? I believe so. Yeah. It was, yep. okay. it was a really enjoyable movie. I liked it a lot. That's Jeremy cool. Renner was really good in it. Good. And I mean, he's he's a guy that I've never really been a huge fan of, but he's really good in this. I I don't know. For for me, Jeremy Renner, it kind of ruined it because the very first movie I saw him in was the Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. film. He was pretty good in that. Oh, he was great. He yeah. was great, but he kind of creeps me out. You sure. know, so it it took till the Avengers where I'm like, oh, okay, he's, this guy's this guy can really likable. I loved him in the Hurt Locker. Yeah. He was fantastic in that film. This is the best I've seen him since that. Okay. He was really Very cool. good in this. Did, did you watch him in the Bourne movie? I, I missed did. that one. I did. But then again, I I'm did. not a big fan of the I'm Bourne. I'm not either. But whatever. This had uh, Graham Greene in it, too. You remember Graham Greene? No. He's a guy, he played, he's the Indian actor. He was in uh, Die Hard 3. Die Hard oh, Avengers. yeah, okay. He was also in Thunderheart. He plays basically he the same. He was in Dances with Wolves yeah, as well, right? Yeah, he plays right? basically okay. the same role. The same character in Thunderheart. All right. Yeah. But he, he was really good. That's was, good. It's definitely an enjoyable movie. Thunderheart. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Bill Kilmer, right? This reminded me a lot of that. Very cool. Yeah. So it's definitely worth checking out. This is set in Alaska? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely worth checking out. It's a good movie. All right. I will have to do that. Did you see Hell or High Water? I did not. Oh, I still have to see, see that. that movie. It's awesome. Yeah? Okay. Jeff Bridges is great in that movie. And that's on video now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's okay. For quite a while. Now. So good deal. That's two on my bucket list right there. Yeah. Very so nice. You've got to check that one out. Great. Well, I'm sure uh, Wind River was a lot better than Annabelle Creation. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Save your money, don't bother ever. I don't even. I just get pissed that people. Well, I'm pissed at myself because I spent money. But God, it fucking made over seventy million. Why? It's fucking garbage. It's the same. I mean, The Conjuring. I'll go back to that. Yeah. Because this is all in the same universe. I enjoyed The Conjuring up until you saw the witch. Above the cupboard. That usually ruins it. I'm like, oh, come the fuck on. It was creepy because you know what the fuck that entity was in the house, right? Yeah. You knew something was in there, some evil. The, the dog died for Christ's sakes. Yeah. In film. But until you see it, then it's like, oh, it ruins it. I remember, yeah, I remember kind of. The doll opening, that was creepy as fuck. Yeah. The doll just appears, you hear this loud banging on the door. But then when you start seeing the spirit that's moving the doll yeah. or what have you, no, thank you. I that's mean, usually when things go off the rails, it's like it's better not to see what's going on. It was funny because I, I took my daughter to see it. Yeah. And she literally had her cell phone in front of her face the whole time. She's like, oh my God, Dad, what's happening? Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'm like, Tia, watch it. It is not scary. There's nothing scary in this film. And then we got to one scene that was decent where um, the girl's like, she has this weird toy. So she's sitting in front of her doorway. Yeah. And there's no fucking lights in this house. It's like, light a fucking candle, would you? Do something. Like, at nighttime, pitch black. Of course, you can't see out your door. Complete abyss. What if you had to get up in the middle of the night take a piss? You wouldn't know where the fuck to go because you can't see shit. So instead, she's sitting there with her little toy that pops a ball out. Yeah. And it goes, you know, bounce, bounce all the way down the hall, right? Yeah. And then she reels it back in like a fishing rod, and then she pops it again. Okay, cool. Because you know something's going to grab it eventually. And then on the third one. Oh, the string's up in the air. Oh, fuck. Something big out there. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I don't mind it because you don't know what's out there. Not too shabby. Oh, my God. So she's trying to reel it in and then something just snatches out of her hand. She screams and jumps on top of her bunk bed. Well, when she gets up there, 
Then the entire bunk bed starts shaking because some just crawled in the bottom bunk with her. I'm like, okay, all right. And then she looks down the crack, you know, along yeah. the wall, and then you see Annabelle looking up. But then the black shadow, a CGI oh. shadow, grabs it all and moves it off. I'm like, come on. It's like you don't even know what scares people anymore. The, the, the nuns back in it, which I, I never even saw The Conjuring 2, so I have no idea what that tie is. I didn't did you either. see that one? No, I didn't either. Okay. And then they also did, didn't they do an Annabelle like before this? They did, and I, and I totally missed that one, but this movie ends with the beginning of Annabelle. So this is like the prequel I to Annabelle. I wouldn't know. Hence Annabelle creation. Because at the end, then my daughter, daughter finally looks at screen and she goes, Oh, that's, that's Annabelle. That's the beginning of Annabelle. I'm like, this is a turd. <laughs> and if it was, I wish I could piss on the screen right now because it this was terrible. Turd. This is a turd. <laughs> like, the movie was dumb. We should have a TV review show where we're like, this is a turd. <laughs> Seriously, then you, this is you just piss. have an animated turd get flushed? Yeah. Before, before we get any like, calls, Flush actually, that shit. Wind River was directed by Taylor Sheridan or somebody different. So, like, oh, so it's not the same no, director? No, it's not. I thought it was too. But well, I thought somebody said that. Maybe producer, maybe? He, he was actually, there was a second movie. He was also the writer of Sicario. Oh, okay. Which a movie I can't. I, Which I, I just could, started watching yesterday. I can't pronounce. Sicario. Actually, for, I had to look that up on Google. A lot of pronunciation. It's Sicario for men. <laughs> it, yes. Sicario. I, it, it, I feel awful. I haven't seen it, but they said Benicio del Toro is awesome. He is. He's really, really good. Apparently, at it. They, I think they might be doing a sequel to that movie. Really? Okay. That's what I've heard. Emily Blunt's fantastic in yeah. the film. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I still have 30 minutes to go on it, but what I've seen so far, I love it. It just pulls you right in. Well, stay Very tuned. suspenseful. Stay tuned for the next review yes. to see if, you know. And then Joel said, God, the last half hour fucking sucks. <laughs> Sicario can suck my dick. The Better last yet, half hour Sicario f- can eat a dick. How about <laughs> The th- last half hour Sicario was a turn. No, so far, it's no. it's a great movie. So definitely, you should see it before our next show, and then we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a 4K out for that, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Very good. Yes, Very nice. High five. Yeah. I, I also um, saw an old movie. I watched uh, Christian Slater in Gleaming the Cube. What Ever the? seen this movie? No. Skateboarding movie from oh the late my 80s. God. Gleaming I, the Cube. <laughs> and you enjoyed it. I did enjoy yeah. it. It's not great, but it was like, man, it was it was so 80s. It was great. Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's, That's try, he's trying to solve like a murder mystery. Like okay. His, his like half brother was like Vietnamese and he died. And oh. He's trying to solve the mystery. Okay. And, like at the end of it, he has all the skateboarding buddies help stop the bad guys using all their skateboard tricks and all that. So it's Quicksilver on Fucking skateboards. Awesome. Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay. It's a horrible <laughs> movie, but it's totally enjoyable. I remember my mom back in the day um, had us miss school to yeah. go see Quicksilver with nice. Kevin Bacon. Great movie. I remember my cousin saw that for free. He lived in Rockford. And they were doing some kind of like promotion for that. Really? Movie. He was like, he saw it for free. Oh, like, it's great. Oh, it was fucking awful. <laughs> well, it's all it's awful, but as a kid, it was very enjoyable. And then didn't they remake it with Joseph Gordon Levitt with like Premium Rush or whatever? Is that the same movie? <laughs> no, but it was like it looked the same to me. For the most part, yeah. All the good old days with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. He was great in planes, trains, and automobiles in his ten second cameo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Him and the, the, the Hoochie Mama. Right? No, no. I'm thinking of a different film. You must be thinking of a different film. Uh, no, that was... Uh, which one was that? Where Alec Baldwin showed up with his hot girlfriend? In the John Hughes movie? God dang it. What the hell which, was that? Was that the... He Kevin Bacon was in that one. She's having a baby? Yes. One? Thank you. Yeah. All right. Because Kevin Bacon started in that one, too. Did okay. you hear the news about Kevin Bacon? What he's, the new TV series he's doing? No. 
He's doing a Tremors TV series. Is he really? He is. Good for him. Hats he's, off to you. He basically Kevin. said it's like of all the movies he's ever like all the characters he's ever done. He loved that, that was the one. Well, that was the one he thought he'd like to revisit in thirty years. That's cool. So that's the word. It's actually going to be on sci-fi, believe it or not. Okay. Allegedly. There was apparently like a big bidding war for it. Yeah. So I... <laughs> What's going on here? There's somebody outside the studio right now. Terrorists have taken over the studio. And only two men are the only chance anyone has got. <laughs> so there's no chance. There's no chance. No chance whatsoever. I uh, sent Joy. So that's good. I Kevin. sent Joy a picture uh, at, from Point Cinema in town here. Um, saw the poster for Death Wish there. Yeah, it's actually coming to theaters. Yes, there. it is. I, I saw it when we saw Annabelle Creation. They have the gigantic poster hanging out there. That doesn't mean it's coming to theaters, though, dude. Because back in 1990, oh, I was excited God. to see the original Punisher movie was coming. To and then, and it was <laughs> no. never showed up. I think I saw Captain America 19, you know, the <laughs> early, late 80s Captain America poster. Oh God, Captain! Thank America. God that didn't make it. As- Theaters. That was piss. I remember watching that at your house. That was garbage. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I have also seen. Uh, I took one for the team, and I rented <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Venice with Bruce Willis. Oh, why would you do that? Just for the, you know, because I had to. I'm disappointed you didn't rent it. Isn't Aquaman in that? I yes. forget the actor's yes. name. Jason Momoa. Okay. I may have screwed that uh, up too. That's alright. It has like way too good of a cast for it. Like John Goodman's in it. It's like a bunch of really why. Good. It, it was just shit. It was, okay. My wife and I watched it, and we got, like, you know, halfway through it, and we're like, are we going to quit? I can't watch this anymore. And she's like, well, no, we're kind of as far into it. It wasn't funny. Somebody took his dog, right? Yeah. And he goes on a hell-bent vengeance no, roll. Not, not even. No, no, no. That really? would have been better. Oh, my God. It's like kind of like a goofy comedy for the most part. The thing, when you can, you can tell that Bruce was enjoying this movie, he must have, like, been behind this project because he wasn't sleepwalking through this. One, okay, but it was shit. It was like it was like Hudson Hawk. Where it's, it's not like that, but it's like you can tell he's like he thinks this is hilarious. Really, that's wow. Bruce. It was yeah. Just just make the next Die Hard the film first, and be done with it, buddy. The first part of the movie is him like running down the street naked and like riding a bike. Great, trying to escape from people. Great, naked. so we get to see his Johnson yet again. Yeah, not really. Just okay, butt, but. And then I sent you that still of him dressed up as a woman. That was yeah, that was that was very disturbing. Thanks for that. He nightmares. gets knocked out, and some transvestite like paints him up like a woman. Nice, yeah. that's great. Yeah, like I kept waiting to laugh because there might be something funny in it, and it was not. Good. There you like, go. There's way too many good actors in this. I, I say Bruce gets together with Kurt Russell and Wesley Snipes, and they do another Drake Queen movie, except it's an action movie. Okay. Transaction. Transaction. <laughs> you like it? Transaction. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. But I mean, somebody's listening to the show is going to make that. It's going to get stolen. Probably. It's going to be huge. Bruce Willis, Kurt Russell, Wesley Snipes, Transaction. And Mexican Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> Hola! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh, dear Lord. The well, show has gone to shit. In a good it's, way. It's always been to shit, so that's, that's why we, we want to keep it there. In a good way. Hey. This show is a turd. <laughs> we just flushed it. Yes. Oh, wait, the toilet's clogged. We're back. We are back. <laughs> you can't flush us. You can try. So that's it? That's all we've seen so far? Uh, yeah, I think that's all I've seen lately. Okay. I started, oh, sorry, I should mention, I started watching uh, Lonesome Dove. Have you seen that? The old Back in the day? Way on the, back in the day. Okay. It's good. It's got such a good cast. Awesome special effects. 
I'm assuming that was not true. Oh my lord! I haven't seen it since the '80s. Dude. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's got Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Who is it? Is it Robert Duvall? Yeah, Robert Duvall. Yeah. yeah, you bet. You bet your ass. A young uh, Diana Lane is in it. Diana Lane. How about Diane Lane? Oh, sorry, Diane Lane. Diana Ooh. Lane. Who the fuck is Diana Lane? <laughs> Diane, Diane Lane. Lane. Yum yum. Yeah, no, she she looked really. I mean, she still looks good as yeah, an actress. She does. Yeah, she's aged well. What was the what was the one movie that she did where she cheated on her husband? Unfaithful. Unfaithful. Yeah. Yeah. It was a windy day, and then a penis fell inside of her. <laughs> what did you do today? Well, I was shopping, and the damnest thing um, happened. She did a movie back in the 80s called The Big Town with uh, Matt Dillon and Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. She's butt naked in that lot. She's very young in that one. Oh. So super hot. All right. I mean, she's great in every movie she's naked in. But, you know, well, sure. That one's yeah. special. She was a little annoying in The Perfect Storm, though. Uh, just a little bit. That yeah. movie was kind of annoying. You can't go back and revisit that film. You know, I saw it in the theaters, and that's enjoyable enough. I'll never watch that again. Yeah, no, you're not missing much. I it doesn't know. age well. The water sequence looks shitty as hell. But whatever. I haven't that's seen cool. it since the theater, I think. It's going to get uh, one and done. Yeah, one and done. But I enjoyed it. You know, for no, once. for what it was, yeah. But, yeah. Wolfgang Peterson. You, you just don't go back. Don't go back. Transaction. <laughs> Starring Harrison Ford. Trans excitement. <laughs> Just get trans in there wherever you can. <laughs> oh, that's great. Transaction like to the max. To the max. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's as we good give, as... We give away too many good ideas we on do. the show. And I have another one, too, where werewolves stalk a, a gang in the hood. It's called Howl Hood. <laughs> How about That's that? It's going to be on Sci-Fi next month. It probably will. We'll be like, oh my God, Joe, they, they made your movie. Michael Pore in Howlhood. <laughs> Howlhood. That'd be awesome. It, that definitely sounds like... Michael... God damn, motherfucker. There's a werewolf after us. Michael, what do we do? Michael Pore and William Cott. Remember William Cott? William Cott? No. Who's that? He was the guy who was in The Greatest American Hero. Oh, yes. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> there you go. I can cast these movies. I like that. I'd actually watch that. <laughs> Michael Prairie. Oh, dear Lord. I love it. Well, uh, we got... We, I like it a lot. Let's move to our top fives because we have two of them in honor of the great Stephen Seagal. A double feature. All for Seagal. Although we ripped the shit out of him when we get in the show, but, but we love Stephen Seagal. We do. That we, was one we, of our first movies that we saw together was Out for, for Justice. Justice. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Seagal. Fucking classic. Out for Justice, like, that pool hall scene is fucking top five for Seagal. Oh, it's great. It's awesome. It's fantastic. I'm going to keep coming back here until somebody knows where whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> somebody really doing a bunch of that. Until somebody remembers. Somebody remembers. Are you a tough guy? Tough enough. <laughs> yeah, until he cracks him over the head with a sock full of pool balls or whatever. Jesus, God, that would hurt. Fucking teeth are flying out all over the place. Uh, well, let's let's start with the top five Stephen Seagal one-liners. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get a little. I've got a little uh, inspiration here. We'll play this little clip for some of it. Some of our uh, top fives might have been awesome. included in here. So, give me a second. I'll get this loaded up. Let's do it. It'll take a minute, but yeah, it's like it's hard to pick because Stephen Seagal had so many fucking good ones. Oh God, yeah, hell yeah. Mostly in those like first five or six films, and after that, it's you know, slim pickings, but. I probably haven't seen a Steven Seagal movie since Exit Wounds. 
Yeah, there's nothing to see after Because that. all that direct-to-home video awful. shit, I can't do it. Here you go, folks. Let's cue this up here. Mind if I play? I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. One thought he was invincible, the other thought he could fly. So... I can't. I, I love that they include the essence of a man line in there. That is a great sequence. I remember when we saw that. We walked real that time. Movie. We, we saw it in the theater. Yeah, we, we left. And we left. Yeah, we did. We sure did. Way after he like jumped out of the water, looked like he was giving head to an Eskimo or something. <laughs> <laughs> like we're fucking out of here. Later on, when we um, when we revisited that on probably what home video. That I don't know if I ever saw the rest we, of no, that we movie. No, we did. We did. We did because we watched the ending. We were laughing our asses off. Because Michael Caine gets thrown in the speech, and Michael Caine looked horrible with that dye hair. Yeah, but the thing is, you know how bad that speech was. They said it originally was like ten minutes. Oh, God. and the studio forced him to cut it. Oh, jeez. Because like Seagal like wrote that movie and directed it or whatever. On like, deadly ground, on deadly shit. It was awful. It's really, one of his worst movies that he's made. It's I mean probably, before the straight to video that, because this was still when he was good and he was credible. Yeah. So. Oh my god, that was a pile of yeah. shit. You can say Exit Wounds is like the end of his career. Yeah, I mean it was a great comeback and end. Yeah. You know, I he lost a it. ton of weight for that film. He looked great. Yeah. And then next him. time I saw him, I'm like, oh my god, he was on Lawn Man, Lawn Man, and he Lawn Man. That's lawn great. Stephen Seagal is Lawn Man. Hey, hey, I'm here to mow your lawn and trim your bushes. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> One thought he was getting his lawn mowed. The other thought he was getting hedge clipped. They were both wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but that's just like a... Come and get my cracking crevice tool. Come I and think, get it. To believe, believe it or not, I think overall, like even against like Schwarzenegger and Van Damme, I think Seagal has more one-liners. Better yeah. one-liners. Because... Schwarzenegger probably had better ones, but there was like only like one a movie usually. Schwarzenegger's movie, uh, the Predator, Predator yeah. movie. Stick around. Yeah, awesome one-liners. I mean, it was one-liner after one-liner after one-liner. But yeah, I. There weren't that many agree. Predator from Arnold. Yeah, there were. Not really. After after shit gets serious, there's no one-liners. Predator is more serious than his other movies. He didn't see me. <laughs> yeah, that's not a one-liner. Really. What the fuck are you? Yeah. There was a bunch of them in there. The, I don't know. The, I, the, wait, he had the stick around one. What else did he have in there? Help me out. You're the one who's arguing this. He has thing. the one ugly motherfucker. Yeah. One. What the hell are you? Come here. I'm right there. Kill me. I'm right there. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I guess we're, we're debating like what, what the well, definition just like of the one-liner is. Well, so. no, but he had like great one-liners in the film. But, I mean, that was the one movie the, the where he wrote a bunch well, of them. The more like I thought for like one-liners for Schwarzenegger are kind of the funny ones. Wow. Well, you know. 
Nothing compares to the last action hero, but... I don't remember that, but we still have, we're going to revisit that. We have to. What did he say to the one guy that... I don't remember. I saw he, in the theater. He blew up an thing. ice cream truck, and an ice cream cone went through somebody's head. He's like, cone that guy, or something like that. I'm like, what? I remember that You movie did what? We were so pumped for that, and what a piece cone of Cone face or something? I don't know what the hell he said. Cone face your thigh mask on. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All so, right. Sorry. We're getting. No, it's okay. That's great. We're, 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 still, we're still sticking around Seagal. Top five Steven Seagal lines, one liners, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing here. Okay. Well, my number five is we heard in the clip there. It's take you to the bank, blood bank, Senator oh, Trent. Okay. Very good. That's I a good love one. that line. That is a good line. See, most of my one liners are from Mark for Death and Hard to Kill. Okay. Really? Because those yeah, our are just... top five is going to be completely different. That's, That's good. good. What do you got for number five? Is that right? That's your number five? That's my number five. Oh, jeez. I thought that'd be higher. No. That's his, like, signature line. Is that right? Well, that's why it's down there. Yeah, that's... that's... There's... there's... Wait till you get to number one. Okay, okay. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Is that right? (laughs) Is that right? Steven Seagal's probably going to listen to this later on tonight and come after us and kill us. (laughs) Like I said, he'll be coming very slowly, so we'll be okay. I'm not too worried about it. Oh, who's that weird man running like a sissy? I would be scared if he chased me, though. That running scared me. Is like running just like... You know. Yeah, he got a hold of you. He'd probably break her necks, but whatever. That's cool. Yeah. What are you talking about? Sex slaves in my basement. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's okay, your number my, four? Number four. It's also from that... I did not take these directly from that clip. I just these. I saw, found that okay. video, and I'm like... One thought he was invincible. The other thought I could fly. You're both wrong. Okay, that was my number three. Okay, Mark Fredette. That's from the film we're reviewing. Yep. The the best part of that is his fucking turn when he does it. At oh, the end of it to deliver like the money, like you know. Well, Keith David. Well, they fly. They're both wrong. Well, because Keith David is head. just like so. Yeah. You know, and and then he uh, he just delivers. But this is like how he sells it. Like oh, oh he sells God. it to fucking like a fucking like insane. a boss man. He was awesome. Yeah. I laughed my ass off when he said it in the theater the very first time I watched it. It was great. Love that. You saw Mark for Death in the theater? Yeah. I did not. You did not see Mark for Death in the no. theater? No. Shut the fuck up. I didn't. Tom. Uh, no, we're talking about the See, that's weird because I saw Predator 2 in the theater and you didn't. Yeah. That's And this was I around the same time. I wanted to go, but I, I had flunked my driver's test. Okay. So I couldn't get a ride into Gomez. That's why you, you failed your driver's test too? Yeah. That's great. So did I. How the fuck did we not go see that together? That's funny. I don't know. I, I landed up. I landed up going with um, my brother and his friends. Or was that before? We were then we friends? did Taco Bell. Well, no, it was ninety. When did All for Justice come out? We weren't friends till ninety one. Remember? So we weren't friends yet. Okay, so there you go. Mark for Death. Yeah, that's why. All for Justice was the first Seagal film we saw together. I that always thought good. you saw Mark for Death in the theater. Nope, never did. I wish I did. Great movie. Awesome. We have, we'll have to tell you. You have to talk about your experience seeing in the theater. Okay, number three. Well, my number three was the yeah. one thought it was invincible. I'll just say my number four quick because that was your number four, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, hear your sorry. number four. Sorry. So my number four was, come and cut my heart out. That's my number two. Okay, there you go. I love that. That's the uh, grocery store scene. <laughs> it's fucking great. The best part of the grocery store scene, if you watch that, is when they walk in, it's got the worst, like, oh, ADR dub? dubbing ever. Oh, God, Because yeah. he opens the door and this, like, <laughs> the guy, or it's a guy or a girl, I don't even remember. It's, he opens the door and holds the door for him, and it's like, anything. he goes like, gee, thanks. It's the worst <laughs> dubbing ever. And Stephen Hill goes, you're welcome. He does it in a deeper voice than that. <laughs> you're welcome. It's so bad. 
Oh, I love that. That's that is the best because like those those guys come in to like rob the store while Seagal's in there, <laughs> and like they're robbing the guy and they're talking talking shit, and the clerk is like, it's, you know, it's like. I've got half a mind too, and then they blow him. I was like, "No, no, you only got half a mind." <laughs> That's right. Poor guy gets shot. Because when Seagal even... first walks in, what is he trying to pick up? Champagne or something? I think I for the Oscars. Know. He's like, "What's the matter? You don't like the Oscars, huh?" Then those wise guys come in and take care of business. <laughs> and then Steven Seagal's beating up that midget guy, the last guy. <laughs> so he like, twists his leg, and it's like, "Snaps his leg." That's the scene where he's like, "Oh." It's still not fair. Okay, I'm going to get down on my knees, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Classic. <laughs> one of my favorite Seagal clips ever. I love that. That is a good one. Oh, my God. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> come and come on out. Oh, yep. That's yeah. That's your number that's my, two. That's my number two. Right? Okay. So I guess we're, we're already down to, we've already kind of shared. So I have to jump to my number two now, right? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. That's for my wife. Fuck you and die. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's freaking love awesome. Love that line. Love I mean, it. I, I had that on my, my number That was Hard to Kill. Great film. Not that really. was my number three, too. Was yeah, it? We, I think we got our numbers mixed up. Here. Oh, okay. Number three. Yep, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> you did your number two, so I just jumped out because my jump, number three. We're all in order because we've got so many, so many crossovers. Right. So my number two was That's for my wife. Fuck you and die. And then number... Three was the one thought he was invincible, the other thought yeah. he could fly. So basically, almost have the exact yeah. same list. Come and come my heart out, and then is that right? Because my number one is, is that right? Oh, really? That's yeah. your number one? Number one. It's, really? It's, it's so synonymous no, with Steven. No, Why not? No, no, no. Because the number one line that Steven Seagal delivered, nobody beats me in the kitchen. It's a fucking it's beautiful fucking, yeah, line. I wanted to put that on there. It's I love that line. Good. That's my favorite Steven Seagal line. He should have said that in Under Siege instead was of that, Under Siege 2. That was Under Siege 2, right? That was Under Siege yeah. 2. But I love that line. I'm like, why yeah. was that not in Under Siege? Yeah. It's a great line. It's funny because Under Siege 2 has the better one-liners than Under Siege 1. It does. He kills fucking Tommy Lee Jones and says, keep the faith, Stranix. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> keep the faith, Stranix. Stupid ending. I don't oh, the fake, was... the fake Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones head is pretty awesome. <laughs> With the knife? Yeah. <laughs> It's almost as bad as fake Denzel Washington's head from Ricochet. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Ricochet, we talked about that on the show, but I, I love that line. That only on asphalt, homeboy. Only yeah. on asphalt. So never, this, never caught that before, ever. No. Until we reviewed it on Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. So, so this top five was probably a little disappointing because we had so much crossover, and we probably will in this well, too. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, it seems like all had a lot of them. You know, is that the lady that can dial the telephone with her nipples? Yeah. That's another great one. Didn't make so my top many. five, but... I fucking, yeah. Well, just the same thing with uh, Marlon... What, no, was it Damon Wayans, right? Was that the, the Glimmer Key, Man? Keenan Ivory. Sorry, Keenan. Was that Keenan Ivory Wayans? Yes. God, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm totally confused. I'm thinking of Last Boy Scout. But it's anyway... It's another black gentleman. When he's sitting there, he's like, oh, man, I'm all congested. Yes. And stuff. He's like, try some of this. He's like, oh, yeah, well, um, oh, man, what is that? It's really dry and powdery. Uh. He's like, it's deer penis. Love that. <laughs> it was great. Glimmer yeah, man. Well, that let's, let's jump right into the top five Steven Seagal films. All right, five favorite. I'll go first. Let's do it. Number five for me is what you're talking about, The Glimmer Man. Oh. I enjoy that movie. Okay, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure. Very nice. I have a lot of honorable mentions that did not make my top five. That's okay. That, that would be an honorable mention. Yeah. So it under siege too. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, yeah, we'll do honorable yeah. mentions at the end. Okay. So my number five is The Glimmer Man. It's it's one of the late last good Seagal movies. Yep. 
Probably the last one too. Well, after that, Exit Wounds came out, right? Everything else was bad. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great movie, but it's it's not, but it it is enjoyable. Yeah, I like for a buddy buddy kind. I like the dynamic with Seagal and Keenan Ivory. It was nice to have somebody for him to play off of. Yes, definitely. And it was a little bit more comedic, which was good. And the ja- the jackets he wore just even got worse as the, the more movies he made. Okay. Right? Bad and fucking marked for death. He's looking bad. <laughs> oh God! I forgot it started that early. It's like, what the are you wearing? Started, the second he started getting clout in Hollywood is when he started fucking dressing like a fucking idiot. Well, yeah. Well, it, you know, especially on Deadly Ground, he started fucking dressing all. Because like Hard to Kill was pretty normal. Yeah. And then I think, like, Mark for Death was, like... Above the law, he had the coolest fucking look. You know, the black tank top, you know, the yeah. black fucking Levi's, right? You notice, you notice one hair thing. with the ponytail. Like, you notice, like, he didn't do it above the law because he was just starting out. Yeah. Then he did Hard to Kill. He didn't really do anything in that. Mark for Death, when he's kind of controlling the production more. And then he did Under Siege, which was Andrew Davis. Right. He was normal in that. Yeah. But Andrew Davis was a good director. But he was a dick. Though, like to fans and shit like that, he was just a fucking Seagal. 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 I believe it. Seagal's but like, I bet you Andrew Davis was a good director. He wasn't going to put up with that shit. Oh yeah, no. the stupid shit. You're on a, you're on a, like a, a military like battleship. You're not going to be wearing a fucking no. stupid God, no. parka or no. whatever crap you're wearing. No. Okay, we're, we're getting off topic. What's, it's, your, number, it's what's your number five, Joe? My number five is Mark for Death. Okay. That, that made the top five. Oh, it um, definitely makes my top five. It, it's a you, you can't watch it every single day. But you can revisit that film every other year, and it's still I enjoyable. Think, I think Mark for Death is one of the easily most rewatchable Seagal films. Really? Okay. It's 90 minutes, it goes down really easy. Yeah. It's got yeah, just I'll about everything you could want on a Seagal film. Yeah. I mean, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. You yeah. know what I mean? It just it hooks you right back in. It's a lot higher for me. But I, just, I just couldn't watch it like every week kind of thing. Well, right? I don't know, yeah. You know, but I'm just saying like... Every other year, kind of thing. We begged be, every other year, man. No, whatever. On. Okay, we'll say once a year. We'll do once a year. How I about could do that? more than that. That's <laughs> me. Number four for me, hard to kill. All right, there you go. That didn't even make my top five. Really? Yeah. Steven Seagal is Jesus. It's fantastic. <laughs> there's one great scene. I mean, there's a lot of memorable scenes, but the there's, one great scene a- is when he's laying in bed. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, because he grows out the beard and yes. hair and shit, which is ridiculous as fuck. But then the uh, the, the male nurse guy that comes in is going to give him a massage and shit. He's like, make you hey, feel man, good, buddy. <laughs> make you feel good, man. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that, little should have been, that part should have been played by Grumpy Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I laugh every time I see that. But that, that was that, from Above the Law to Hard to Kill. Above the Law was a great film, right? For what it is. I'm not saying it's like the best movie ever made. No. But it was just that gritty Chicago cop kind of story. Hard to Kill was just, you know, cheesy. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's a popcorn. Like, Absolutely. But whatever. And he, of course, he does the Steven Seagal squeezy titty sequence. Of course. <laughs> Squeeze that titty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll be amazed by this. Above the Law is not in my top five. Really? It is not. God dang it. Well, it's okay. I mean, That's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, I'm, yeah. It hurts my feelings, but whatever. It hurts your feelings, okay, no, personally. So Hard to Kill was your number four. Number four. Right? Okay. My number four is Out for Justice. Good choice. It's a fantastic film. It's my number three. Okay. Very that cool. That was one of the first Seagal movie we saw together. Yep. We enjoyed it. Awful poster. Yes. Fucking manhole cover, and he's just standing there looking like an idiot. And it has something that he's going to take out the trash yes. on the tagline, right? Out for Justice. 
great title well, sequence well, in that film. He's a good cop, but so, somebody's got to take out the trash. Yeah, I think every one of his posters refer to him as a as a good cop with a bad attitude or something like that. There's Seagal, always a line. Steven Seagal never got a good movie poster. Um, above the law, I didn't mind. He's oh, just right. looking straight at, at you with that half kind Mark of face. Mark awful. Yeah, I, I didn't Hard care. Was it was like a James Bond wannabe Kind of poster. Hard to Kill looks like it's for like a fashion magazine or something. Yeah. Well, Hard to Kill Under- reminds me a lot of the original Lethal Weapon poster in a way. Yeah. They kind of mocked it off Under of that Siege style. Under Siege is a lame poster. Yeah, Under Siege is terrible, especially with the animated um, Steven Seagal yes. dropping down on the wire underneath the boat. For some reason, I have a feeling that there's like an awesome like Japanese Under Siege poster out there. Well, I bet or there something. is. Like a British quad I or bet something. there is. Awesome. You know which one doesn't have a good poster? Under Siege 2. That poster always sucked. I like it better than Under Siege. The, the very first poster that came out, it, it was identical. They, I swear to God, they used the same face from Under Siege 1, plugged it on there, and then they had the train running below and Steven Seagal hanging off the train by the wire. They Terrible. They probably put his, put his face in there. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. There was a helicopter. He's hanging from the yeah. helicopter coming down. He started to get fatter, so they wanted to put his thinner face on oh, there. And then they had that cheesy uh, the video cover. Oh, that, was, that was great. They should have Gary Busey in the hanging background. off the side of the train. Yeah. Busey should have in the background since they wanted to bring him back. How? They did. They wanted to. Uh, it's like, so he got blown up in a ship in the middle of the water. Well, like, maybe he came back and he's a little bit deformed once oh, revenge. He'd, he'd have to come back dressed as a woman. Like oh, that'd that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Ha! I'm here to take you to the party. Ah. Oh, nice, all right. All nice, right. A nice lard omelet. <laughs> nice lard omelet. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene. Yeah, and he spits in. He's like... Jesus Christ, smells like a lard omelet. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck spit in my soup? <laughs> oh, dear Go God. check on my pies. That's another great line. Absolutely. Go check on my pies. But Alfred okay. Justice, number three for me. You, so. It was great. And the, who's the actor that was the villain in that? William Forsythe. Okay, he was really fat and disgusting in that film. Yeah. And then later on, I saw him in The Rock, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's done a lot in between it. Yeah. I think he was in Young Guns, too, as well. He's been in a lot of stuff. Well, he is. But, I mean, finally then, I'm like, okay, this guy's not too bad. But he really creeped me out in Alfred Justice. He was, he was really good. He was uh, pro- Played a it's tough slime to say. ball, man. He might be the best bad guy in a Seagal movie. It's tough to say. He might have the, It's tough to say. Well, be between him and Screwface, yeah. right? Screwface is freaky as shit. Oh, he is. He's really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because outside of that, who else did he fight that was, like, menacing? William Sandler? No. William Sandler? Sandler? God damn it. <laughs> Brother Adam Sandler. <laughs> William Sandler. Shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I apologize. I'm a big fan. Yes. <laughs> um... No, he wasn't intimidated at all. He was kind of like, yeah, he was the senator or whatever. The... Yeah, no, I'll give you that. He hasn't really had a lot of... Above the law, he just went against an ugly motherfucker. I liked that the looked guy... like a villain I... from Dick Tracy. Well, I liked the, yeah. I liked the guy from um, Under Siege 2, they... but the fight scene was so weak. It was so short. Yeah. Because they made him out to be a tough guy, and I was waiting for this big fight, and Seagal no. just kicks his he ass. He kicks his ass. He's like, no. I think if they'd had a good fight, he yeah. would have been good, because that guy was intimidating. He was, yeah, he looked cool in his black leather blew, coat. Blew him away in, like, no time. It's funny. I was uh, on a movie set with Katherine Heigl, yeah. I believe it is, and then while we're there, I mean, she played off like she's never been in a movie before. She bummed the smoke off. Yeah. I never watched Grey's Anatomy, right? So I didn't know her from there. Was this same time, or was it before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. So... I don't recognize her. I recognize her from somewhere. 
what the hell is the name of the movie? Is it Side Effects or? What yeah, Side Effects. Yep. There's really like cool. a wide release or anything. I don't think so. It was a local lady in town here that was the director of it. Ah. Um, but I get home and then a month later, Under Siege Two's on. I'm like, oh my god, that's the fucking check. That's so funny. Casey Ryback's niece. I'm like, it's damn it, she's pretty hot in that movie. Well, she was hot in person, Tom. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good for good for Catherine. What was that movie she was in with where she gets pregnant? Knocked Up. Knocked Up, right? Yeah, she was good in that. Other than that, she really doesn't make that many great films, does she? She was actually nice. She always seems like she'd come off as a real... Well, movie. I mean, maybe she was just nice because she wanted to bum a cigarette. I and also, know. she was probably not really big at that point. Yeah, and then again, she's around like a bunch of like local talent for the most part. Like, who the fuck are these people on there? I, w- I was on the set for crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> like, that's... I was like, wow, okay, cool. But, uh, you, you know, hands off to her for playing it down like, oh, I'm just nobody instead of being a you snob. You should have pitched a new movie to her. I was like, you've already got Harrison Ford and more Evan Peoples on board. Would you that, be interested? That would have been great. If only we were doing this. It's a romantic time, comedy where she's being wooed by both by grumpy Harrison Ford and Mexican Mario Van Peebles. Oh, God. That sounds horrible. And we call it transaction. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a sequel to Knocked Up. <laughs> Oh my god. They could have the poster with Grumpy Harrison Ford like cover like what would happen if you got pregnant by this man? <laughs> that would not be good. Or it could be great. You never God know. damn it, I never slept with her. <laughs> Poured a bottle of jack in my ass and I passed out. In my, my ass. ass. <laughs> in my ass. <laughs> oh my god. That is not good. Oh Fuck, are we on our number three now? Or you already <laughs> said you're number three. Um, yes. I right? Said, yep, I sent out for justice for number three. You okay, all right. Four. So I think you... You're so I three. have to do my number three. Yes. Fire down below. That is definitely... That was so close to making my list. It was like... It was flirting with like the Glimmer Man to take it off. Fire down below is very underrated. Guilty pleasure. Love it. Yeah, very underrated. Love that movie. That would have been my number five A. So Actually, you know what? He The the actor, I forget his name, he's in Avatar. What's his name? Played oh, the villain in Avatar. That's right. Oh, he was he was good and Stephen, creepy in this Stephen movie. Stephen Lang, yeah. Stephen Lang, I'll give him that. Yeah. He was great in that film. He played yeah. a dirty ass son of a bitch. So there you go. That's probably your top three. Fire Down Below was the last. That was the last good Seagal movie until Exit Wounds, right? Or was that after Glimmer Man or before? I think Glimmer Man came out then. Fire Down Below. I think Fire Down Below was the last good yes. one. Yeah. But boy, I enjoyed that film. Yeah, and that was kind of one that tanked at the box office. And oh, that's it did. When, that's when he was, like, not making any more money. For God's sakes, he's, like, invincible in the movie. He stands at the edge of a cliff, right? Yeah. And moves <laughs> to watch it again. slowly to the movie. left, and the truck goes off the edge. Remember that? Yeah. He's standing there like, I'm invincible, baby. Come and yeah. get me. That's the problem. Is like, Come and Stephen drive over went, me. Stephen went along, he got more, like, lazy, and his fight scenes were shorter. It's like they weren't. Nobody else got any punches in. He probably he probably had a crew to put his boots on for God's sake. Yeah, and it's like just couldn't breathe. I'm not saying even in his like his heyday, his best movies, his fights weren't really competitive. But like, other guys would do stuff and like. But as it went on, he'd kill everybody within seconds. Yeah, and it's like okay. And I mean, I'm not saying guys should get all these shots in Seagal, but you could tell he was lazy and just this fight's gonna be over in two seconds. Yeah, I mean, a couple of people took punches in that on him and above the law. Yeah, but that's the beginning. But it was a different kind of style kind of thing. I'm talking, talking like, as he, his career. Mark for Death was probably, like, the last where he was really physical in. What yeah. did you say? 
Yeah, I mean, I, by the time you get to exit wounds, you can tell he's on fucking wires and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it God, kicks yeah. a guy sideways and lands back down. Come on. Yeah, Glimmer Man was a 96 and Fire Down Below was 97. The other reason I should put Fire Down Below on my list is because his name is Jack Taggart and it's spelled exactly yeah, the same. There you go. Exactly. There you go. After that, he did The Patriot, so let's just forget about that. That's awesome. I love it. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, Patriot. My number two is the film we're reviewing today, Mark for Death. Nice. Very nice. I, I love Mark for Death. It's just like it's grown on me. My God. I think Anything when they go against the voodoo posse. Sold. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in this. Where do I sign up? Absolutely. What do you got for number two? My number two is Above the Law. Okay. Fair enough. Andrew Davis, obviously. Andrew Davis was a great director. Made some cool movies. Then he made Chain Reaction, right? Not, he, he made one of... Uh, that's so good. Chuck Norris's best movies, Chuck, Code of Silence. Code of Silence, that's yeah. right. That was Andrew Davis. Very nice. Yeah. He, he did a movie with Gene Hackman, too. Obviously, I don't know the title. The Package? Was, it, was package? that it? I think it was The Package. Okay. I think so. The Package. <laughs> Steven Seagal should make a movie called The Package. That was Joe's story. Joe's Package. Do you, do you remember when we were in school and we had to do a silent movie? And we, we did a spin-off of a Steven Seagal type film? Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Are you kidding me? Of course. This, this was a fun idea. It was Steven Seagal as an undercover cop who goes undercover as a pizza pit delivery boy. He's breaking up a drug ring where they're yes. smuggling you know, drugs in the pizza boxes. <laughs> and the only way in to the mansion is to deliver the drug dealer pizza. pizza. Yes. But of course, there is no pizza in the box. When he opens it, it's a fucking. Because even the drug dealer's like, I didn't order no pizza, man. The gun was in there. The gun was in the pizza box, right? And he's like, You ordered this shit, man? Right? That's great. You know what the title was? Hired to Deliver. Yes, because basically every Seagal, good Seagal movie besides for Under Siege has three letters. Yes. Or three words, I mean. Three words. You had Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Mark for Death, All for Justice. Right? Yeah. Fire down below. I mean, just on and on yeah. and on. Then Axie Wounds came over like, hey. Yeah. The Glimmer well, I mean, Man. Just saying. Yeah. It's Hire to deliver. You should be able to tell a good Seagal movie by the, how many words yeah. in the title. For that three words, you're in for a treat. Right? Absolutely. Until on deadly ground. <laughs> that kind of ruined it all. That ruined it. Yeah. Th- that was the first. Then maybe that's when Seagal's like, you know what? Next movie I make is only going to have two words. Because he's too lazy to come up with a third word. Steven Seagal. Oh, what a guy. A lot of people Steven, dislike Steven Seagal. I'm just going to say it. I think Steven Seagal should make a movie sent around like a the um, terrorist takeover, like a like a buffet restaurant or something like That'd that. That'd be awesome. be there. <laughs> it's going to be called Back for Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should make this, Bill. Nobody, nobody puts Seagal in the corner. That's awesome. Unless it's a salad bar. Pack for a second. <laughs> I love that. God, I wish we were still in school. We could be making that. With all this technology now? You should, yeah, you should Photoshop like a back for seconds. We'll get a fat Seagal picture on there. Good God. Surrounded by buffet. I love that. <laughs> what was the... the you go line? home now. You'll be here for hours. <laughs> Is that right? Is that right? I need more steam rice. What, did we ever put the big line that we came up for with Fryer to deliver in the movie? The one thought he was getting sausage. Oh, the other thought he was getting pepperoni. Yeah. And they were both wrong. Was that in the movie? I think we put it in like subtitles or something like that. That had to be. That was like our trademark line. That was a great line. 
Yeah. Of course, he kills the the main. I get like, Batty, right? Yeah, and then because I played Seagal on that, and it was the yep. best because like I had facial hair that changed throughout the movie because you played Seagal who pulls up in a Maxima. That's right. We did that slow motion sequence where your foot hit the ground at the same time the Jurassic Park soundtrack hits. To say I was very fat at the time, so it definitely made sense. It was it was great. Fight scene at the end was incredible. It was. We had uh, we had to put you some uh, weird like spinning thing, baking like, powder out on your mom's table to um, mimic cocaine. Yes. Um, and our, our friend of the show, Shay. Got yeah, a- Shay. Shay was in it. Yeah, he had a lot of acne. <laughs> he probably had more pepperonis on his face than the pizza, but whatever. <laughs> That's fine. He, everybody's young. We all go through. It. Oh, yeah. oh, those were the day. But I remember seeing that black and white. I was like, holy fuck, what? What happened? Anybody have makeup? <laughs> so Hired to Deliver, what a classic. It was great. The best Seagal movie that he never made. That he never made. Hired to Deliver. Yeah. So my number one is Under Siege. Mine too. Is it, yeah, it kind of has to be. It has to be. It's, it's seriously his best movie. It's the best quality movie. Yeah. It may be not the best movie to accentuates Seagal's no, but skills, but it's by far the best movie he made. It competes with a bunch of other action movie contenders. Yeah, and it's, it's, it follows the Die Hard. We discussed that. It's it's probably the best of the Die Hard ripoffs. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's why like, so that's why in my opinion, really marked for death is the best Seagal movie because it. It's his movie. It's you know, not saying Under Siege isn't a movie, but it's you know, no, yeah, Under Siege is kind of stolen by Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones and uh, you know, Mark for Death is Seagal's. Erica Laniac's tits. They're just stealing. Movie. Yeah, that that's nice. Very nice. No, but Mark for Death. Yeah, <coughs> honey, you just dance with your eyes closed until Steven Seagal grabs your boobies. So yeah, okay, let's run down. Who told you to put your shirt on? <laughs> I wish he would have said that in the film. Absolutely. Leave your shirt off. Hold this gun. My, my only other honorable mentions like would be Exit Wounds. <coughs> exit Wounds, yeah. And Under Siege 2. Okay. I mean, the other one's like Fair Down Below, I had in there, and, you know, Above Below, obviously. Yeah, mine were Exit Wounds, The Glimmer Man, um, Under Siege 2, and then Executive Decision. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. Which he was hardly even in the film. But yeah, I never really counted that one, but that's, that's enjoyable, yeah. He was good in it. Played the, the badass, you know? What was he, a colonel or some sort? We're not going to make it. You are. <laughs> you are, and then he just gets destroyed. You see an animated Steve Zagal blow away in the sky? So sad. It is. I'm like, no! Yeah, that was another Joel Silver film. Indeed. So there you go. Halle Berry was in that, too. That's right. She sure was. She, she helps land the plane, right? Yep. Aw. I barely remember that movie. Remember Turbulence? Who was in that? I never saw that one. Was that the Ray Liotta one? Yes. And Lauren Holly? Speaking of which, God, this has got to be a fake sucked. poster that somebody made. Oh. Executive. No, I think at one point. Was Steven Seagal in the poster? I think at one point they had Seagal in there. This was like a, maybe a, a teaser? teaser poster. I never seen like that. that. I thought that was somebody, somebody made that up. It looks awesome. <laughs> he just shows up in the clouds in the background. Hey, I'm in this movie too. But, yeah. Well, that poster was awful to begin with. I'm in this movie for five minutes. I remember we saw that at a special screening. Did we? We had early tickets for... We saw it, like, a couple weeks before it came out. Yeah, I remember that? Packed House. I remember We enjoyed the hell out of that film. It was was one of the last Seagal movies that, like, you know... Yeah. Kind of brought people in. 
Because Under Siege 2 didn't bring out the, the droves of people, I'll tell you that. They did not flock to see that film. Oh, my God. I did, because I loved it. Yeah. It was cheesy as shit. All right. Well, are we ready for this? I think we're ready. Episode 25. I don't know. Did you want to play some of that stuff from Rob Schneider? At all? Oh, the story? The stories? Because those, okay. Are, those okay. are fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I hope we, we don't get don't... in trouble by airing this. But I don't think anybody... What's well, on YouTube? So well, there you go. We found it on YouTube, people. Okay. We don't usually go to Rob Schneider for stories. <laughs> but he has some damn good stories of yeah, Steven Let me Scott. see if I can find this here. So. Go get him, Johnny! Do you, remember, do you remember the one episode of Lawman where he gets out? And people are about to get arrested and shit. And then they're all like, oh, my God, that's Steven Seagal. He's like, hey, calm down now. I'm getting under arrest. Here's an autograph. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Steven Seagal story. Oh, yeah, 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 and he's on the set and it's one of those big triple bangers where you go into this trailer and it's like you can get lost and then it's a maze of <laughs> big pop outs you know it's like, which pop out is Steven Seagal and he's in the third bedroom to the left and the end of the big hall. star and he's waiting in there for 45 minutes he's making him wait sitting there by himself finally Steven Seagal emerges from one of the other anterooms in the mobile home and he comes out and he said I just read the greatest script I've ever written in my life. Was, really? Who wrote it? I did. I'm going to say there's a newer one, and I think it's even superior. It's uh, This has happened. I just heard that because I collect those stories like right. jewels. Anytime there's Steven Seagal story. I, like, love, I love the Jamie Presley one. Like, I'm an expert in shiatsu massage. Please let me massage you. You know, you told me that one. See, next thing you know, she's having her boobs grabbed on by him. I'm an expert in I'm an expert. Let me give you those titties, baby. So anyway, he's doing a movie. He's doing a movie with Keenan Ivory Wayne's. Right. And um, and I, I did one, and that's where I, I heard Keenan tell me the story. I hope he doesn't mind me telling the story. But um, he... Uh, uh, Steven Seagal had just met with the Dalai Lama and apparently if you give enough money to the Dalai Lama's charities eventually you get something out of it right. and so the Dalai Lama made him a deity well, a god <laughs> the titty? Buddhist, uh, made him a titty? Must have really appealed to his ego. oh yeah no, must yeah. Have, no. Yeah, so anyway he comes to the set after he makes you the Dalai Lama and he comes now he's a god he comes to the set now he was Steven Seagal now Steven Seagal now he's Steven Seagal the god the deity from the Dalai Lama and he comes to the set and uh, he's you know He's there and he says, so what? I just met with the Dalai Lama and he, in his wisdom, decided to make me a deity. <laughs> and he gives it the coin, karangadadang, dadingadang, dadang, whatever. I feel a difference. I feel like I, an enlightenment in the sense of, that I can do something now. And everything just seems to come into place for me spiritually and in my career. And I feel like it's 
certain certain things now that never made sense to me make sense to me on a universal level. And his assistant comes up to him and says, Hey, Stephen, uh, your your ex-wife called. You can't bring the kids over this weekend. You tell that fucking cunt. <laughs> if she doesn't get those kids over here. I'll break her fucking neck. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. We, we rarely ever go to Rob Schneider on the show. but that, Oh, those wow. Are, those, those are, are some great stories. Oh. Stephen, Stephen Seagal is a nice man. He's would, always a good cop. Give me those titties. <laughs> uh, give me those titties. I'm an expert in shiatsu massage. I love that. That is. Uh, I'm going to try that on my wife. Like, hey, come here. Uh, you like that? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm snorting. It's a good time. All right. Are we ready for this? We are. Because we have to get going. Soon to see Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The 4K restoration on, at the big screen. That's right. Tom's never seen it. The last time I've I saw it in the movie theater, it. I scared the shit out of me. But then again, I was only like three and a half years old, maybe four. I'm excited. This will be fun. This will definitely be fun. You will enjoy it. I'm excited. This is when Spielberg was in top form. Yes. And speaking about people in top form, it's Steven Seagal. Yes. For death, a movie that deserves 4K restoration as well. A 1990 American action film starring Steven Seagal. Directed by Dwight H. Little, the director of Rapid Fire. Damn right. Second second appearance on the show. There we go. Hats off to you, Dwight. Steven uh, picked him because he liked his work on Halloween 4. Is that right? The Return of Michael Myers. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes, yes. That's, that is right. So Seagal's a Halloween fan, huh? Oh, no. I, I, I cannot picture Steve Seagal watching a Halloween movie. This movie's got Danielle Harris in it from Halloween 4, also from The Last Boy Scout. She plays the little girl. Really? That's... Yeah. Oh, wow. And she grew up to be pretty fucking smoking hot. Did she really? Oh, yeah. Look what, what is she doing now? She's... Well, she's in a lot of kind of B-movies. She was in the Halloween remake. Was she in a movie starring Lawrence Fishburne's daughter? Was it called Scissors? My daughter does porn. <laughs> For the listeners out there that, that don't know this, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter makes porn. And it'd just be funny to actually listen to Lance, Lawrence Fishburne actually talk about this. Be depressed this. about this. If, if I was interviewing him, I would ask him that question. So what is your daughter working on right now? Is it the butt plug movie? <laughs> My daughter... Does porn. <laughs> you know, he probably sits there on set, right, before she goes in, and he's probably like, he uses a John Wick line. Would somebody please give my daughter a dick? <laughs> so, can we create, is like a depressed Lord Fisherman, like oh. too much of a ripoff of Grumpy or support? Yes. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Grumpy, depressed Lord Fishburne. Why do you watch that? You're related. They should just make a remake of the um, 1970s classic George C. Scott movie, Hardcore, oh, where his daughter go. does porn and he goes to, she disappears and he goes to find find out that she's doing pornographic movies. Oh, no shit. The same watching scenes like, like you see Lawrence Fishburne doing that. Good movie, by the way. It's called Hardcore? Hardcore, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. George C. Scott. Was that before Exorcist 3? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. 70s. I know. I'm kidding. It was a joke. Yeah, So we're way off target now. All right, back to Steven Seagal, the 1990 American action film. So this was, I believe, his third movie. Yeah, Bubble yep. Law and Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill. What was strange about this movie, it was 20th Century Fox. 
Yeah, which was the very first time that he moved out yeah, of Warner Seagal Brothers. Yeah, because Seagal was known for, like, Warner Brothers. And it's like, I think after this movie, he did exclusively Warner Brothers until he kind of fell off the map. Yeah. But, like, I think, like, he maybe had a two-picture deal for, you know, and then he did Something this and, like that, yeah. But this was kind of, I think, the first time that Seagal kind of had full control of the production. It, it seems like it. But it, it worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked it did. just fine. He started wearing the stupid-ass jackets in this movie. Yeah. But they weren't, like, obscenely bad yet. No, but bad. this was your typical, typical like, uh, yeah. God, what was that uh, shitty clothing company back in the day? Um, fuck, God, go on, talk. I'll, it'll come Zubaz. to me. Zubaz. No, I'm, he should have worn them in this That'd film. That'd be great. Well, he might great? wear them now because he's so fat. Z Cabarici. Oh, okay. I yeah. swear to God, this was a Z Cabarici jacket that he was fucking wearing. Should be wearing members only jackets. Steven Seagal, get the same jacket from Z Cabarici that was worn in Mark for Death. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this has like the fastest uh, credits in history. Like the, it goes from Steven Seagal's name to the title within like five oh, yeah. seconds. Oh yeah, big time. And then he's running. It's like it goes. This movie starts. It starts with a vengeance. And I like that. And I love the intro where you have your action hero running like a pussy. <laughs> running like a pussy, and he's chasing down motherfucking Danny Trail. I know, right? A very that's how you start skinny a, Danny Trail. That's how you that's start how you, a, that, a very skinny yes. Steven Seagal is chasing down a skinny Danny Trail. Because first, he was above law. Then he was hard to kill. Now he is fucking marked for death. Yes. And <laughs> another thing with the credits, who's your favorite costume designer ever, Joe? Marlon Vance? Yeah, this one was designed Marilyn by... Marilyn Vance, This, this The costume designer in this film was Isabella Van Soest Chubb. Who the <laughs> fuck is that? I just like that her last name is Chubb. Who the <laughs> fuck is Isabel Chubb? Isabella Van Soest Chubb. I wonder how many people come up to you and go, you give me a Chubb, Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, like, so basically, they're in Mexico, and him and his partner are on like a drug sting operation. They're trying to be undercover, and yep. they're chasing Danny Trejo, and he's gotten away, and they're afraid he made a call to spoil their cover. Yes. This is the first... Steven Seagal is a total dick at the beginning of this movie. Oh, big time. Because his partner's like, we got to cancel this, because he may have made a call. He's like, we've been made. Yeah, and like Steven's like, fuck it, we're going in anyway. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck kind of bad... You're going to get your partner killed. I understand he's a badass cop, but it's like, he's a dick. And, of course, his partner ends up getting killed, and it's really his fault. His partner gets beat up yeah. pretty bad. I mean, Steven Seagal smacks this guy four times in the head. Yeah. He's like, we're going. We're going. Motherfucker, we're going. Yeah, I'm like, really, dude? That's and then just... he gets in the car, and he fucking hits him again. Just not cool, dude. No, not cool at all. So they, they go to the drug deal, and then we... we partners. They go to the drug deal, and he meets up with you. I don't know. The, they never really explained what was really going on. No, I mean, obviously... Some dude walks in who recognizes that these are the fucking guys that yeah. were just chasing down. They put Trejo. they put Trejo in the trunk while they go do the drug deal. Yeah. And of course they find Trejo and bring him to the meeting and they they're made. Right. So that's when all hell breaks loose. And we have our first first big confrontation in the movie. I just wish we could merge that sequence where we could show Jack Nicholson from the departed, right? Which part? Where you remember when he's talking to the Japanese? Oh yes, that'd be that'd be fucking awesome. Yes, okay, because in my country, <laughs> no ticky, no laundry. Exactly. Right? Yes, I would agree with that. But yeah, you know the deal went fucking sour when somebody like puts a fucking knife to your throat, right? It's like oh fuck, or a sword. I think it was a sword, right? Yes. But Seagal quickly fucking maneuvers and chops off the guy's fucking hand, which is awesome. that falls the opposite direction. 
I didn't you, notice did that. you ever notice that? No, I didn't. After he slices the guy's hand, the way that gentleman is standing, hey, gentlemen, we're back. His hand, I think he's facing to the left, but his hand falls to the right. I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? I just know it doesn't have the best editing. We've got like immediate action in this movie: running, fighting, hands getting cut severed off, severed hands. You got strip clubs and titties within five minutes. Oh god, like yeah! This, this movie's a winner already. Well, I love that when Steven Seagal walks in to, I think, must be what the bar owner or whatever. Yeah, he's like, "You got it," because <laughs> he's slapping around. Seagal likes to slap people around. Yes, sir. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. You got it. Follow me. How awful did Steven look with the earring on? Yeah. Awful looking. Yeah. Not, not cool. It's not a good look for really any man. Did you no. like when they found out they were cops, and then the, he does the bad guy does his little speech like, you know, it's like the best. They, they, like to do to do a cop is the the best thing, and you know, yeah. Country, to but do, a, I think I, I thought they were gonna fuck him. But in this country, when you do a cop, when you do a cop, you come in their house. <laughs> it turned into a whole different movie. Yeah, my daughter does porn. Steven Seagal <laughs> is marked for rape. Seagal, Fishburne. <laughs> Cornhole. <laughs> good God. Not good. Uh, uh, also, could could uh, John Hatcher is his name. We're going to call him John Hatcher. John Hatcher. Awesome name. It is. Could he have had a shittier car going to that drug deal? Holy crap. Yeah. That car. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I understand that. As must, a, must not have been the Navy's rented car. Well, yeah. yeah. I understand as, like, undercover cops, they don't want to look like they're, you know, driving a police vehicle. But it's like, if you're a drug dealer, you wouldn't be driving that shit even. No. No. I'm not saying you to drive a fancy car, but maybe just not like a... I guarantee completely. his partner Chico probably owned a better car than that. You know I, what I'm saying? Poor Chico. Poor Chico, yeah. He's barely... All because, he, all because he wanted to stare at some titties. Yes. Right? If you would have just plugged her no. or just completely no, just kept no, running. No, 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 Why did no, he stop no, no, in there? No, no, no. That was stupid. I, I always thought that chick was hot. You don't think she was hot, so. No, no, no. You don't speak English? Well, of course, you know, Steven Seagal plugs her, right? But comes in I bet Steven Seagal did a lot of plugging on the Oh, set. I bet he did. Um, yeah. We're on the set of, uh, set of Columbia. I'm a master Shiatsu massage. We're gonna, we're gonna stay here for six weeks. Maybe several. Because we're gonna do this scene over and over until I get it right. When you fall down... In your last breath, I want you to open your legs. <laughs> That's terrible. But no, I just love that he comes in as a stare. You, you fall towards me, and I'll grab your boobs to brace you. Give me a titty. We'll need to take this shot several times. <laughs> oh, you're, <laughs> you're the star of my new movie called Below the Belt. Oh man, sorry. We can go on and on with movie titles. <laughs> we can. They got to be three words. That's yes. all it takes. I like that. Below the belt. So Chico's dead, and Seagal Chico's wants, dead. Seagal yep. wants to quit the force. Yep. And that—that's where it leads to his Oscar clip. I swear he was screaming for an Oscar for this scene. Oh, probably. You, you have know? it. Yes, of oh, course. Oh, awesome. I you have to play it. This is Stephen begging for an Oscar. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, for your consideration of the 1990 Oscars, Steven Seagal in Marked for Death. And the Academy Award goes to Steven Seagal, who then has a Native American come out to accept his award, right? Could you see that? He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Johnny, Johnny Hatcher retires and heads back to his family in the suburban Chicago, right? Back yeah, to the like, burbs. You were an asshole. You got your partner killed, you fuckhead. Yeah. Why is he mad? Because he killed that chick. She shot his partner. It doesn't make sense. Because he didn't have he didn't have sex. Why do you feel bad about it? I don't um, get it. He was bad because he didn't get the plugger, man. Yeah. So he comes back home to Chicago, Chicago with palm trees. Yep. <laughs> yep. Chicago. There's a lot of palm trees in Chicago. This looks nothing like Chicago. No. Not it's not even supposed to be. Is it Chicago or Lincoln Heights? It's well, some, like, some of the Lincoln some Heights of the neighborhoods, like where his house is and his uh, what is his sister, right? Yes. Right. That looks like Chicago. But when you're cruising downtown and shit, sorry, that's California, baby. Yes. Uh, all over the place. Okay, and this movie immediately... There's, there's no mountains yeah, in Chicago. The movie immediately gets better because he meets up with his old buddy who's a football coach. Motherfucking Keith David. Keith David, I love that. Oh, my God. The only problem is Keith David is severely underused in this movie. Yes, he is. Just like Roadhouse. I don't understand well, it. Well, yeah. Not as bad as Roadhouse, no. but... But, damn. but he's barely involved in any of the action. Yeah. He always just sit in the car waiting. He's got a gun. He's in the car waiting. Yeah. And like he'll at the end hit somebody with a gun. And it's like he's, you know. Hey, it's because Seagal can't have anybody impeding on his action. No, that's right. Do you mind if I come along for a ride? I guarantee if this was done like a movie or two before and Seagal didn't have the clout, he would have done a lot more shit. Right, sure. Seagal's like, I got to do all the fighting. Which is fine, you know. It's, it's Seagal. But <laughs> I would have liked to see more of Keith David. Because he's awesome. But he has to team up with someone because anytime you go up against a man named Screwface. <laughs> yeah. So he meets up with his buddy who's a football coach and they have this weird male bonding scene. Would have been better in that scene. Is if he was like, hey, man, I, I heard you were shot in Bangkok. He's like, well, I was in Bangkok, but uh, I just banged your cock. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Back for seconds, motherfucker. Yeah, I was in Bangkok, but I have a question for you. What's the capital of Bangkok? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry, it's so Stevens back home and immediately sees the, like on the football field. There's like uh, there's these these Jamaican dudes selling drugs to kids because they're the walk-ons, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we we have to discuss one thing. Maybe you'll be able to explain this to me more. When he arrives at home and he goes into his bedroom, the fuck is that thing? He's <laughs> it's yes, th- th- this is a disturbing sequence because he's cleaning out what I'm assuming is like a, a little a little, a little gun that he probably. It was a gift from like his father back in the day. Something. So he still remembers how to take it apart, and then he oil just, it, clean it, put it back together, and then he looks up in the corner. He gives the weirdest <laughs> look, like in Seagal history. It was him reminiscing, but that look is creepy, you know. Yes. But he's like, mm-hmm. that scene like, is always. I stuck think with that was Seagal's me. Bill Cosby, right? Take the pudding, Bubba. It puts the pills in the pudding pops. I think uh, I think Bill Cosby would have made a good screw face. Oh god, that'd been awesome. 
Hey, hey, fucking Screwface wears a Cosby sweater at some point in this movie. Do you remember that's the yes. Cosby sweater? He does. Does he wear the? I know it's trying to be like Jamaican and like reggae, and it's like, but that, that's the worst sweater ever. It, it sure did. For a bad guy to be yeah. like intimidating. That didn't work at all. No. So Keith David talks about there's a, a drug problem. Yes. Uh, like apparently it's killing his students and his yeah, cousin. Yeah, they and, or, deal the yeah, drugs right there on the football field. That's great. Yeah. It's New Jack City all over again, you know? Yeah, and it's explained very quickly with a nice news woman in the movie that explains everything that's going on Oh, there. of course. This will explain the whole plot of the movie. Yep. Like Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, small-town America now has blood in its streets as a gang shootout in Lincoln Heights tonight has left four dead. Although less than 1% of Jamaican immigrants are involved, Jamaican gangs known as posses are now dominating the American drug trade with more than 10,000 members trafficking drugs in 20 states. According to Justice Department officials, they are as disciplined as they are violent. Torture and maiming are posse trademarks, and posse gunmen are said to prefer shooting their victims in public. Sources estimate they have committed 1,400 murders in three and a half years. The first, the first thing I like about that is they immediately knew there was going to be a backlash in this movie. Right. So it's like, less than 1% of immigrants are bad. <laughs> so they had to get that disclaimer in there. And, well, well, I'll bring up the point now that, what was up with the voodoo posse back then? Yeah, because it was like a 20th Century Fox thing, because, like, Predator 2 Predator came 2 out. Predator 2 had the same thing. I'm like, what is that about? Even, like, when we were kids, we were, like, watching this movie, we were like, why is this, like, Jamaican voodoo posse shit going on? I don't get it. Did, I'm, I'm sure some studio exec was like, you know to make good villains? Posses. Jamaican voodoo posse. They also got in on the, the weekend at Bernie's 2 action with the Jamaicans. Got to like raise Bernie from the dead and the, the weekend at Bernie's Weekend two. at Bernie's 2. I have never seen that. I've seen the first one. Never saw the sequel. Same actors, right? Oh, yeah. But they went up against the voodoo posse as well. well. They, they were like, I forgot. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But there's like Jamaican dudes that kind of raise them from the dead, I believe. Very I nice. Forgot, I like that. It's, that is it's a, good a big block. thing in the, the early 90s, apparently. Voodoo posses. Yeah, so apparently that's an epidemic going on here, although I'd never heard of it. Yep. And never did after either. Screw face, your time has come. Maybe people like the hair and stuff like that. Maybe, I don't know. I never got it. Screwface is named after a Bob Marley song. Is that right? Yeah, or something from a Bob Marley song, which that's, makes sense. That is good. The Jamaican posse. So Seagal is sworn off violence, but of course, you know, that's not going to last. Right. Seagal movie. Yep. They try. But, you know, he gets involved in this shootout. With the Jamaican posse, right? And he's marked for death. He's marked for death. And it involves his family. His, his little niece gets shot. Yep. Both the, by the drive-by, right? Yep. Whatever, yep. Yep. And in, Screwface, don't mess around, dude. In an incredibly dramatic scene... I love when he turns in slow motion and his ponytail yes. slowly follows. Fucking classic. That'd be great if his ponytail like fell off because it was a clip on this whole time. No. Fucking classic. Same real hair. So oh. Seagal is thrown back into action, shockingly. We of course. Gonna, we thought he was going to remain passive. He retired, and now he's back. Back in action. He's retired. Looks functional to me. <laughs> what is that from? That chick. She said that to Did me. Did she say, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Looks functional. Christ. That's awesome. Yes. It's so, so awesome. I like forgot that. So Seagal goes looking for answers. Yes. 
And that leads him to one of my favorite bad guys. Movie, looking for ants. <laughs> yes, looking for ants. One of my favorite cheesy bad guys from a Seagal movie is Jimmy Fingers. Jimmy Fingers. The guy oh. with the big boner. <laughs> yeah, what was up with that? He's got tiny ladies on him. He's got a boner hanging out there. That's that's not cool. Yes. Let's play a little Jimmy Fingers, shall we? Do it. Let me tell you something. You bailed out a Jamaican street named Monkey the other day. I want him. This other piece of shit screw face. I want him. I know you, you scumbag and puke. I don't mind that. You give me what I need, I'm going to leave here nice because you don't. I'm going to fuck you up. You know it's good because you got a Stephen going, eh. Anytime Stephen punches or breaks somebody's arm going, eh, it's awesome. Take that, you son of a bitch. Seagal just delivers the lines really well in this. Oh, God. That's fucking awesome. This is a great line. Yeah. Shit, that, that, that one almost been, made my list. It's that should awesome. have been on there. We should have did a lot of uh, honorable mentions for uh, one-liners. There's, there's dozens, it's too many. Too many. Dozens. You lose count. Yeah, so Jimmy Fingers uh, doesn't give up the information, gets shot in the head. Awesome. That was nice. And then the uh, Jamaican guy comes there and they catch him and they're going to make him take him to Screwface so they can find out where he's at. Right, yep. And the guy decides it would be better to jump out the window because Screwface would give him a fate hundred times worse. Right. And you you get the best line we, shortly we, after. It's on our list, but we got, we're going to play it one more time. We, we can never stop playing it. Oh my god. It doesn't sound as good when you listen to it, but when you watch it in the film, he just fucking delivers it. Oh, because you have to see the, you the have head to see turn. It. The head turn that Steve, sells it. Because Steven is talking like straight ahead to the steering wheel, and then when he gets to, you know. It's like staring out of his windshield. When, when Keith David says so, he just turns to him, stone faced, and goes, They're well thrown. Fucking sells it. Absolutely. That is, a, that is great. It's classic. Johnny Fingers. So Screwface is super pissed, even though he's got a cheery sweater on, and that leads to like this awesome line because Screwface wants wants him dead. I love that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screwface totally work, works for me. No, oh, he does. He's great. It's different. It's something different. And the twist at the end was pretty cool. That was cool with the, the twin brothers. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. So Screwface kind of, you know, lives I am everywhere. <laughs> That's what I like about Screwface. He doesn't really, he kind of like intimidates people to do his dirty work. Yeah. He doesn't really do anything, but he, you know, he uses his twin brother to kind of. I wouldn't want to double cross that fucking guy. Yeah. If, if Screwface told me to do something, I'm. Better damn well I do it. Yeah, so Mason Wallace does a really good job. He never really did much after this. He was in fucking Rapid Fire, another Dwight H. Little movie. There you go. He's just kind yep. of done bit parts. But I thought he was really good in this. He was fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, he's, he can easily be Seagal's top adversary. Yeah. Because their, their sword fight at the end is fucking sweet right. as shit. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones probably goes down as the number one because he's Tommy Lee Jones. He's yeah. great. He was a great villain. Yeah, but, but again, the, the fight scene in this is... The, for fighting, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd go with Screwface. Yeah. Because they go on. It gets bloody, too. And also, I mean, in like Under Siege, you've got multiple bad guys. You've got right. Gary Busey, too. Yep. I'm talking one-on-one. Yeah, one-on-one, yeah. Not that this is really go... one-on-one, this is technically two-on-one, but... It's, we're, yeah. we're going with the Jamaican voodoo. Screwface. Yes. 
I love it because Seagal even cuts him in the face towards the end and he smiles. Yes. Because he's nuts. This is he another, he's another great scene. Yeah, I want some blow. Oh, my God. Now, we've got to talk about one thing that's fucking hilarious in this movie. Every time Stephen's driving and stuff, and he does that, Stephen does these driving faces. Yeah, like what, when he's what's driving. Up? He has to turn his head side to side to look so dramatic. It's like, he, he doesn't just drive. He has, like, you know. Right. Well, and they always play great songs when he's driving, too. You know? Right? Yes. In this one, it was all like that. Might as well have got fucking our buddy Ellen Silvestri to do it, right? Yeah. Also, were you like hoping at the beginning of the movie when he goes home to like visit his family? There's a scene where he's driving on the interstate. That'd and be he great. Takes, he takes no, they did have that. But yeah, but what no. I'm saying, when he took the turn to Chicago, weren't you hoping he was going to take a left and go to Milwaukee? Marked for death in Milwaukee, man. He <laughs> that would have been great. Awesome. Probably, they would have saved some money too, probably. Production costs, right? <laughs> Right? I'm sure Mark for death in Milwaukee. It's like, Damn. oh, there's Just take Milwaukee. a left, Steven. Go Damn. left. Mark for death in Door County. Yeah, I mean, I, they, I, Milwaukee never had a voodoo posse problem that I'm aware of. No, they had the Latin Kings. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If you saw LK sprayed on your garage door, you were marked. <laughs> your family has been marked. <laughs> For death. I need to go soak my titties hey. in milk. Yeah, they're going to say that. So basically Sorry. the one guy at the beginning that kind of wants Screwface to double cross, he yep. goes to that voodoo lady to put a hex on him. That's right. You know, she I, does it by taking the milk bath and cutting a chicken's throat. Yeah. And it fails. But she wasn't paid very well. Did you look at the money? No. He puts the money on the table. He puts three stacks of bills. What is was the three? The tens. Really? It's probably like, probably like, three hundred bucks there. For fuck, she'll probably do anything for five bucks. No now. wonder this shit failed. She's cheap. <laughs> you probably would need a penicillin shot after sticking something inside of that one. Yes. You know what I mean? I would have loved it if she would have kind of soaked herself in the milk bath, and then her buddy from major major league would have showed up. How cool would that have been? Fucking awesome. That'd been awesome. I, I agree. <laughs> It'd be very bad. Yes. So what did you think of like the the um, Chicago cops that are kind of consulting with Seagal here and they're telling him not to do shit? Oh, they yeah. have a Jamaican professional with them, Charles. Oh, Char- Charles. What do you think about Charles? I hate Charles. Why do you hate Charles? I don't know. The, the fucking hat and just he kind of ruined the mojo in a way. It's like really? you have Keith David, although he's not really, you know. I guess licensed David, to do anything, right? Is he licensed to kill? No. No. He's just he's his buddy along for the ride. He's kind of like a, just a football coach. So. Well, I guess you needed another detective in there to actually yeah. fucking fire at somebody, right? Well, yeah, because they don't know shit Legally? Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't, I didn't care for it. They had to have a posse expert. <sighs> I don't get it. I don't know why they did that. I don't know if they threw that in there like, not all Jamaicans are bad. No, only just the 1%. Ones, only the 1% named Scarface. <laughs> And also watching this, like when they're doing the car crushing scene where Seagal's car gets crushed. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Who has worse stunt doubles, Seagal or Van Damme? That would be like a, a big Seagal? question to ask people. I don't know. It's tough to say, isn't it? Uh, well, like in his later films, Seagal, you get him is really noticeable. Well, I don't count those. I'm talking like the best movies. I think Seagal had worse stunt doubles. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even at the beginning of this film, 
that car that hits him. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, that is the, the, the worst looking stunt double in the history of stunt doubles. Yes. And in the chase scene, as we were mentioning, and the guy like had to mimic his. Palm trees in Chicago. Yeah, palm trees in Chicago. Back again. We got severed hands that fall in the wrong direction. So whatever. They were so paying he's attention. full on, full on war with the posse. I, I love the scene at the mall. Oh the God! Fight scene is fucking sweet. That is a fun fight sequence. I, the best part of that is the hair. Yes, <laughs> I love seeing Seagal beat up on these small like Jamaican guys. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> he's just whipping around like like fucking ring dolls. It's he's fantastic. breaking fucking limb after limb. Glass shattering everywhere. Throwing. It's tough to say, but this might be the best limb breaking movie from Seagal. Oh like, God, yeah. Tools. Oh yeah. When, yeah, he, when he gets that, when he, <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. When he gets a hold of that fucker's leg, you're fucked. Does he bend the foot backwards or some shit? Right? Yeah. Basically, there's another way you can look at, like, if it's a good Seagal movie or a good... Sh- it's a good Schwarzenegger move if there's a movie where Arnold loses his shit and goes, I, 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 <laughs> That's a good Schwarzenegger movie. If there's a scene where Seagal's breaking limbs going, You know it's a yep, good movie. Right that's there. right. What does Van Damme do? He dances. I don't know. I don't know I what guess, Van Damme Yeah, do. I guess so. He doesn't cry, because Van Damme crying is not good. No, that's not good. Well, I don't know what what does Van Damme do in a good Van Damme? Well, you can't say the can you you can say the splits. I mean, he does the splits in a it's got to be a splits. Yeah, yeah, I guess you'd have to go that route. Splits I don't know if there's any... or the the fucking kick, right? Well, he does the kick in every movie. <coughs> I guess the spin the kick, kick, right? I guess he's got to do a spin kick in the splits. I guess that's a signature move. Yeah, there you go. Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Stallone would always throw out the fucking cheesy one-liners Maybe that he'd mumble out. 30,000 women are raped. It's the populist people. Well, when you turn into regular people. <laughs> I don't want to change. I like who I am. And in the future, my son is going to fight Dolph Lundgren. Oh, my God. Who would have thunk it? I don't know if that's really the legit story of Creed 2 where... Creed is going to go against Dolph Lundgren, or if Dolph Lundgren is actually training another up-and-coming Russian he fighter. He can't go against Dolph Lundgren. Because if he do that, that would be very, I don't care very... what kind of shape Dolph Lundgren gets in. He's still like 65 years old. Yeah, I don't know about that. I know about it. It would be terrible. And if he dies, that would he be dies. Terrible. Okay. All right, sorry. We're going no, it's back. okay. It's okay. But people love Stallone. we got to give him some Stallone, yes. you know? Stallone is our top-rated episode. Yes, he is. So we got to get yeah. back to him eventually. Stallone. I believe... I believe. I believe. <laughs> I believe. I believe. Motherfucker. I believe very soon we will be visited by Tango and Cash. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Let's do it. I just wish a big penis would have went... Or a dildo shot across the screen. That would be great. You don't know shit. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know shit. Whoa, 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 pizza. <laughs> it's not Tango, it's Cash. Cash, cash Tango. Tango, Cash. Tango waltzes in and takes all my drugs. <laughs> then Tango's back out again. These two cops. How did Jack Palance win an Oscar? <laughs> I don't know, but damn it, dude. Okay. He was really good in City Slickers, but damn, I love Jack Palance. Yes. In this. But it's how you play the game. Okay, we'll, we'll, Sorry. we'll, get, we gotta, we'll get back. Tango and Cash. Coming soon. Coming soon, absolutely. Very soon. With some special guests, I believe. 
Okay, so we're, we're, we're at the mall sequence. See, it's called beating the fuck out of the Jamaican fucking yes. henchmen. Screwfaces henchmen. destroys them. It's fucking awesome. I love that. That's a fun sequence. Yeah, and Seagal has said that this is like, he believes this is the best fighting of his career. What? Yeah, yeah definitely. And there's also the least amount of slowdown. Yeah. Usually when Seagal's movies are bad is when he does like tons of slowdown. Yeah, no, no. He, and there's not in this. Nope. It's, it's all regular speed. Full so, yeah. force. Yeah. Full Fantastic. force. Very nice. Okay, so after the mall sequence, then what happens? Where we where we go after that? Well, I mean, it, it gets to the point where they, they screw face flees and goes back to home. So they have to they have to follow screw face. And Steven Skull gets big guns. Yeah, sh- then he goes like all fucking meat. yeah. Fucking mercs at that point, right? Yeah. Well kinda they they go to Jamaica to find Screwface. And they go to the bar, and then we hear the John Crow song we played that Seagal sings on yep. or performs on. Screwface, which is which I thought was odd because everybody's scared of Screwface, but they play this song in the bar. It's like Screwface, your time has come. I'm like, wouldn't they be killed like by the Voodoo Master? Like you guys are singing bad songs. I don't about? get it, but I, I, they should have added Screwface, your time has come. You're dead. Joe doesn't say that. I'm like, Joe, I don't think they said it. No, they totally did. They totally did. If, if they didn't, they should have. Should have been in the song. I can't argue with that. I love it. So they finally track down Screwface to his lair, and after a very unimpressive battle, he gets his head cut off. Screwface's head is cut off, like, very quickly. Yeah, really quick. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's like, I love that. Love those kind of lackeys that Screwface has there, and the Seagal beats the shit out of those Oh, movies. yeah. He's slapping the shit out of those guys. <laughs> and then he does an awesome fucking neck, neck step. Oh, yeah, this, the, the next step was fantastic. Yeah, Seagal is fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah, he's badass in this. I'll give him that. Yeah. I'll give him that. So Screwface is dead, like, record fast, and you're kind of like, what the fuck? Well, I remember seeing that the first time, and I think me and you watched it when we had accounts with uh, Columbia House. Probably. I remember we got a shit ton of, like, yeah, we got, like, 15 videos or some shit, and Mark yeah. for Death. We both got Mark for Death. Of course we did. And and then we watched it, I think, at, at your parents' house. That was our first time watching the film together, but we'd always laugh at that, like, we're like, oh, my God, What? I, uh, I can tell you the first time I saw this movie, it was in, they, I think it was in Milwaukee. Him? Okay. Uh, I was down, my parents were at some conference, and I was staying with them at a hotel, and they were out having dinner or something. Yeah. And they said I could get a movie, so I got that movie in the room, and I was watching it. Nice. I didn't know much about it. It was awesome, but like, my parents came home while I was on, and they felt extremely uncomfortable because like, there's so much fucking nudity in it. You know how it is. I, maybe maybe every family is different. No, you ever watch no. a movie with like, a bunch of titties in it, you're like, you kind of like feel weird? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and my dad was always like that too. Where it's like always uncomfortable, like have that stuff on. It's like yeah. So like, they came in the room and they're kind of like, oh, she has bring when they're doing the fucking milk bath. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, what the, the fuck are you watching? Tom's pants like, are in the up, corner. Oh, nothing. Up, what? Right on, straight up. That's great. That's fantastic. I was yeah. I yeah, those are always awkward moments. Uh, the, those are the movies that you don't really want to watch when well, your parents are coming in. But you didn't know. How would you know? It's like I don't. You know, Stephen Seagal's movies weren't known for having tons of. Our dad had us covered our eyes when fucking Howard the Ducks fucking little <laughs> duck titties? fucking dick tits. Uh, dick tits. Jesus Christ. <laughs> duck <laughs> dick tits. There is a new term, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it right here. Exactly. 926. <laughs> dick tits. I don't know what that means. There's mint titties. Your old phrase is mint titties. That was dick tits. tits. Sorry. Duck tits. I meant to say duck tits, but I love dick tits. I'm going to say that now. From, from now on. That will not die. That's, that's a great phrase. Man, this movie was dick tits. <laughs> it was a turd or dick tits. 
Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up is dick tits. Yeah. Piss turd on this turd. Yeah. Jesus Lord. It's awesome. No. So that was the first time I saw this, and I'm like, yeah, that movie's awesome. Right. I think my parents had come in the room right when that was going on. I think I shut it off for a couple minutes. So uh, I think I was like, I'm feeling comfortable here. Yeah, for me, it was uh, nine and a half weeks. Oh, I was watching that, and then my parents came home, and I was like, oh, and of course, Boy. it's the Kim Bassinger masturbation sequence, which mm-hmm. you watch it now, they hardly show shit. Were you trying, yeah, were you trying to explain why you, you were watching this movie? Like, I really wanted to see this? Or, like, I heard this is a great movie. Oh, luckily, it was just on, like, HBO or something. I was like, oh, just uh, surfing the channels. Oh, my God. I, oh, fuck. The, the Vaseline jar? What? What? What are you talking about? Oh, my God. I remember uh, one time I was at home and like I had a couple friends over and we were watching something dirty on HBO in the basement. My parents had like HBO upstairs too. Okay. So they must have saw that I was on and they came downstairs like, what are you guys watching down here? They, they didn't know, but they okay. just assumed they were yeah. watching. They were like, yeah, turn the channel over. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Classic. We're watching Christ. Everybody's got those stories where yeah. what, they oh, did yeah. to, what they did to see titties back in the day. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're all good stories. They are. They're great stories. Speaking of titties, let's get back to Mark for Death. <laughs> Not the titties that Steven Seagal has these days. Yeah. No, where, where do we leave off? Screwface's Screw head gets... Screwface is dead. They cut his head off. Decapitated. They, they bring his it's head done. back. They bring his head back to Chicago. Yep. Why do they ship that head back? <laughs> I don't know. What's in the box? Yes. Did they like keep it on ice or something? You know, I don't know. Deliver back. Hard to get that through customs these days. I wish Morgan Freeman would have showed up. Well, now there's a head in the box. Yes, that was the worst Morgan Freeman. I, it's hard to do Morgan <laughs> Freeman, dude. Well, I don't know about the head in the box. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I tried. What's in the box? You can do that. That's easy. <laughs> Yeah, so they bring the head back to kind of like convince the voodoo posse in Chicago to back off. Because like they've got the head of Screwface. Yeah, I got the head of Screwface. But they all know the the truth. And then in a fucking awesome ass scene, they're like, fucking leave town or you're going to fucking die because Screwface is dead. Yep. Charles is holding the head and backs up towards the elevator. Fucking gets a sword right through his stomach. Yes. Because fucking Screwface is still alive, motherfuckers. He had a twin brother. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. And that leads to the final confrontation between Seagal and fucking Screwface and it's fucking glorious. It is. It was almost choreographed as well as like Darth Vader against Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. Fucking sweet. I mean the cinematography here, the choreograph, it was awesome. Was it not? It was choreographed very well. Absolutely. This is Steven Seagal said it himself, like I said. His best stuff. I think when we watch it we're like, there's our our Shinobi. If we make Shinobi, Seagal can play Shinobi. We didn't say that. We did. We, we, we called from Until the, we saw Brandon Lee. We called from another Dwight H. Little yeah. film. Yep. Fire. Until we saw Brandon Lee. We're like, oh my God. So, so they have a great sword fight, which leads to Seagal breaking the back of a dummy, the fakest looking dummy ever. <laughs> but Seagal, it's great. Seagal breaks his back, <laughs> throws, throws him down, him down, down an elevator, elevator shaft. Elevator shaft, and he gets impaled. Of course he does. Which leads Steven to utter one of his other lines that probably should have been on our list. I should have probably put that in the top five. Uh oh. What happened? <laughs> Fucking classic. I hope there weren't triplets. If I was lucky, there would be triplets because then it'd be another fucking Mark for Death. Dude, how cool would that be? Awesome. Mark for Death 2. I'd call it Mark for Death again, but that's four words. It would have ruined Seagal, you know. What, what would you call him then? The villain, not Screwface. What would his name be? 
Um, dick face? Dick tits. Dick tits. Did she roll? Oh, dick tits, magic man. Dick tits. I'm gonna fuck you like dick tits. What? Say what? Oh, I fucking love it. The movie did all right at the box office, didn't it? Yeah, I don't really. Did you? You got the dad in front. of I me. do. So, it, domestic made forty six million. That's really good. That is. That's great. a lot of money. Four and eleven, so a total of fifty seven million worldwide. Isn't for bad. For nineteen ninety, that's good. For nineteen ninety, that's this great. This movie couldn't have been expensive. Mark for Death opened up number one at the box office with eleven million dollars. It was a fantastic opening. I had no idea this was like a number one movie. Fantasia came in second. Pacific Heights. With, uh, I think, Michael Keaton Michael was in there, right? Melanie Griffith, yep. Yep. Ghost was number four. Goodfellas, hey, number five. Hey, when I was doing research, I saw like a, a VHS tape. It was like behind the scenes of these upcoming 20th Century Fox hits. Oh, yes. Pacific Heights, Marked for Death, and Predator 2. <laughs> there you go. That's I, right. I wish I could have got that for the show. Yeah, 1990, they had a lot of great films out there. It was awesome. What was the winner of the box, or the Academy Award in 1990? Dances with Wolves. You bet your ass it was. Dance the Wolves. Next year, Science of Lambs. Both Orion films. And within yep. a year later, they're all fucking out of business. Out of business. The only company that can win the Oscar two years ago is right. go out of business. And then Unforgiven won in 92. Yep. Steven Seagal did not win any Oscars. No. He should have. This film was incredible. He should have been nominated for this. I'm kidding. But, no. I, I gave you the Oscar clip right there. I just wish Seagal would come back into a movie... Bro, just as a cameo or something, you know what I mean? And just too fucking late. rock it and nail it. There's still there's still hope. No, there's not. It's too late. You haven't seen any of the recent stuff. Doesn't he hang out with fucking Putin or something now? I think so, yeah. That's I think uh, he's like an honorary, like, you know, um, bodyguard citizen or something. Oh, is that bodyguard. what he is? Oh. Not a bodyguard. Okay, I don't know. He just sits on Who people. Who's he gonna guard? Just sits on people. Buffet table. <laughs> it's funny that flatliners was in the top seven spot, and they're redoing that film. Maybe Why? we should redo this movie. Why would you redo Flatliners? It was a Joel Schumacher film back in the day. It, it was all right, right? <laughs> but why, why are you remaking that shit? It's pointless, man. Give it up. Miller's Crossing wasn't even ranked, and that only made 696. Tom just showed me a lovely photo of Steven Seagal. It looks like Burt Reynolds <laughs> filled with water. Does he not? Look at the look at the painted hair there, like they're talking about. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's another great story. My God, look up, yeah, go on YouTube and look up the Tom Arnold story about Stephen Seagal. Amazingly, we're quoting Tom Arnold and Rob Schneider on this show, but hey, but it's two great Steven. stories. I'm sure there's a, a lot more out there. <laughs> stories of we got to do an entire new show. Stories of Stephen Seagal. Is he wearing panda pajamas? What in the fuck is he wearing? If I had a party and he showed up, would you kick it with Steven Seagal? I guess go, I'd play cards with him. get some more snacks. Holy fucking shit. Did he eat Gene Simmons? <laughs> Christ, Steven Seagal is Gene Simmons. He's performing. In that photo. My God almighty, he is huge. Oh, my God. That's one fat motherfucker. Yeah, I oh, miss yeah. Steven, but yeah, it's, it's, not gonna, it's not happening. But, no, overall... I can't believe he ever looked like that. Like skinny, yeah, I mean, skinny above the law. Man, above law, he was still skinny enough for justice. You know? <laughs> he started putting on weight, what, in Fire Down Below? Right? Uh, well, I think, I think before that. He started wearing the clothes that kind of hit it pretty well. So. Poor Seagal. Not really, I'm sure. I'm sure he's doing just fine. He is. 
But we're, we're stuck in the 90s and the 80s and when, yeah, he, when well, he was at his best. So. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. We, so. have, we still have the memories. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Is that right? So how did it go with the poster? You had the Predator 2 poster. I had the Mark for Death poster. When this movie came out like and came to video, 20th Century Fox did these monster posters. Yes. Get, like, I don't know. Do we have to mail away for them or pay for them? Like, a couple I, don't, I, th- I think we mailed away for them. Did we get to choose what we got, or was it like random? No, no, because you were working at the video store back in the day. Yeah. So Predator Two came in, and I, I don't know how it went down, but you received that one or whatever, and somehow I got Mark for Death. Yeah, because the Predator Two one was fucking. Or maybe sweet. no, Mark for Death showed up first, and you're like, oh, I guess the Predator Two didn't come, but you can have this one, and then you got it later shipment or some shit, because then it came over to your house. And it was hanging up in your bedroom, like, holy fuck, dude, I want that. That want Predator 2 thing was fucking sweet. Predator 2 was cool. I love The poster's way, great. The way movie, better than the movie. Not so much. Although Gary Busey's in it, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. It's not great. I have, to, I have to revisit. It's been a long time. Well, it, it's it's out on Blu-ray, right? I think so. You got a, some shitty edition on there. Maybe they'll do a new edition when the... Uh, Nothing like the slow-motion explosions at the beginning of the film that go yeah. on forever. I just remember being really disappointed with that movie. Yeah, I mean, it started off fine, and then it got really fucking stupid. Once I got mad that they moved into the city, but I'm kind of like, what else are you going to do, really? So. Well, it made sense, but it just the, the way they threw them into the city, it was kind of like, eh. And let's face it, when you go from Schwarzenegger to fucking Danny Glover... Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest problem. Prayer to... Schwarzenegger should have been involved in it. You know, whatever he was or got, in the city. Or gotten, like, another, you know... F- they could have sent another way in to go after him because he killed... Perfect opportunity to get Van Damme in there, man. Van Damage. Yeah, he could have played the Predator. He fucking played the Predator. Right, but he couldn't move in the suit or whatever. So he quit. And that suit was ridiculous looking. Yeah. At first, it almost looked like a fucking... A chameleon, in yes. a way. And you can still notice that in the film when it's running through the woods... That's still the chameleon outfit. Yeah. That has that the kind of like, the whatever the little lines were. Yeah. Some of the some of the test footage and stuff was rough as shit. Oh yeah. Boy, oh my. Yeah, but that was that was our story. That we had those two posters, and they came out. Movies came out similar time frames. And yep. They're fucking sweet posters. I don't I don't know if I have Mark for Death anymore. I don't know where my Predator is. It's gone. That sucks. I probably threw it away. I was like, oh, it's too Same big. Man. See ya. Yeah, that Predator Two poster was fucking sweet. And they were and they were video posters, right? They weren't original, but no. they still had the CBS Fox logo or something. Or maybe it was the Fox video at it that It might point. have been, but it really didn't matter. They were, no, they were, they were cool. Yeah. They were really nice. Definitely. I agree. Very nice. But the Mark for Death one's pretty fucking ugly poster, so... Yeah, no, it's it's nothing great. Him in that black silhouette fucking pointing the gun, he's holding the fucking samurai sword Was it hard shit. for you when you were like sitting at home masturbating to have Stephen's head <laughs> staring, staring at you? At you. <laughs> or did that help you? It was as if he was mentoring. Did he say, you know, come on, Joe. Rub one out, Joe. Do it, Joe. <laughs> Show me your dick tits, Joe. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> come and come on, my poster. <laughs> no. That, that never happened. Did you ever say, Steve, and I'm about to come? And he said, is that <laughs> no, right? No, no. <laughs> I'm marked for come. Ah, that's terrible. No, I, I can't say that ever happened. <laughs> Steven Seagal was not behind my shoulder. He was your mentor. He was your shidoshi in masturbation. <laughs> He's standing behind a steamy mirror. That's right. Pitch you that fucking Playboy faster. <laughs> I want you to repeat after me. Centerfold. Oh, Thank you, Steven. I fucking love it. Oh, it's terrible. 
Man, we learned a lot tonight. That's great. Who did we? How would how would you rate this film? What are you gonna give it? How many stars? I am giving Marked for Death four fucking stars. I will agree with you on that one. It's Let's it's aged it. well for me. I it's, say, I shouldn't say aged well because it's it's dated, but it's, it's yeah, but it's still it's a fun movie because it's so fast. Yeah, it's like there it's, really isn't any boring scenes in this film. It's like a bygone era of the Steven Seagal yeah. film, and yep. it's, it's aged so much better than I. And I he's thought. an absolute badass in this film. Yeah, the last movie that he probably was an absolute badass. I always thought like this Seagal. was like a lesser Seagal film, and as I revisited, no. it, I think it's it's way up there. That's why I said I gave it number two in the five, the top go. five. Yeah, and it really yep. could be number one for me. I mean, for me, I just love Andrew Davis. I love Under Siege above all, but more so the production value of it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. But, but like I said, fun though. I mean, that's right up there. Yes. Mark for Death is right. And as I said, Under Siege is by far his best movie. Right, yep. But this is, to me, the best Seagal film. I went from his greatest to guilty pleasure to Mark for Death then. Because, I don't know, for me, Fire Down Below was ranked just a little bit above it. Because I just, anytime that's on, I'll just watch it. Hey, they're all enjoyable, and I I don't fault that. I mean, most most people give me shit for not not having above the law on the list. Fire Down Below, though, I have no idea if that's on Blu-ray or not, but if it is, I need to pick it up. It should be. So for four stars, let's give uh, let's give a little oh uh, a little Van Damme. No. Is that right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. This was Joe's masturbation thing in his bedroom with Steven. <laughs> Man, I was good back in the day too. It was like a slow motion shake weight. Oh <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Joe's masturbating to Hudson Hawk again. That's right. Now we can barely fucking get it up. It's like the used car car lot fucking uh, blow-up thing. Yeah. And even though it's four stars, we have to play this one more time. Oh, that's, that's the wrong thing. So Uh-oh. That was bad Steven Seagal dubbing. So that, that's... Oh... Yeah. Man, that boy can sing. You yes, go, Steven. All right. Yeah, so you can't go wrong with any of our top five for Seagal movies. No. If you're looking I, to get into the fine filmography of Steven Seagal, that's, that's a good place to start. Yes, it is. Definitely. That was, a, that so, was fun. That was a good double feature here. Yeah. And now on to our next film. Now, I want to real quick mention, we, we put condolences out there. Toby Hooper died, director of Poltergeist. Did he really? Yeah, he died. Oh my god, this yeah. is terrible. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Shit, Poltergeist. Fuck, we he also, directed Salem's Lot. Did you know that? The yeah. television show? Yeah. We also lost the great Sonny Landon. Yes. Predator. Billy. We're, we're planning to do a tribute show for him. Billy! Um, we're going <laughs> to either do Action Jackson or Best of the Best 2. Maybe both. We'll see. That'll be very soon. Yes, definitely. It was actually going to be our next show, but Joe mentioned a movie he... He'd never seen. I've never seen this film. One of my absolute favorite '80s movies. So. I was running through an article with a bunch of like old movie posters, and and yeah. this one popped up. I'm like, damn it, man! I and remember. He said he'd never seen it. I'm like, fuck you! We're doing this next. Yeah. No matter what, we're skipping to it. So. Very cool. Do you own this? I do. Okay. I want this car. Jonathan Miller would never do anything to break the law. I need the keys. Thank you. Bye. Very honest gentleman. Something strange is happening to some ordinary. 
that's Jack. Real nice man. What do you do, rob a bank? He's a law-abiding taxpayer, minding his own business. Killed 12 people, wounded 23 more, stole six cars, most of them Ferraris. If anybody deserves to go that way, sure to hell's him. for 13 years now. I have never seen anything like this. You trying to tell me that she's part of this? Step out of the car slow! I want answers, and I want them now. Explanation the vampire? will help you. From the oh, okay. I want to know why it takes 15 shots to take down some hey. stripper. Why? Three law-abiding citizens all of a sudden go crazy and start killing people. We're talking spacemen here. Something gets in his way, he kills it. Finds a body, gets inside, uses it to move around. My career in the police didn't really prepare you for this, did it? The hidden. You think it's over now? You're wrong. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't believe you've seen that. It's Kyle McCoblin. Can't wait. It is kind of a criminally underseen movie, so. So it's kind of like The Thing meets Terminator in a way. It's The Hidden. A little bit? I would say that's a pretty good... Okay, all right. I think I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this film. I think, I think you will. Very nice. Is that right? So I hate that the fact that I'm already telling you this movie is awesome. I usually... It kind of defeats the purpose of the review, but who knows? Maybe Joel hated it. Right, you never know. About. You never know. It's always fun to you know, then if, watch a film you haven't seen before and yeah, talk Joel the shit out of Yeah, Joel and it. hates it all to kick him in the dick tits. <laughs> Live on air. So. Steven Seagal. Dick tits. <laughs> um... I think the only way to, to leave is the way we, we came in. So. That's right. Thank you for joining us for episode 25, all six of you. Maybe, maybe we are losing people every episode. Who knows? We're almost there. That's okay. Halfway to 50, but everyone. We, but we still got, you know, Grumpy Harrison Ford here. So. That's right, and you're going to tune in because we're watching the oh, heaven. How's your, how's your leg? <laughs> oh, God damn it, the door on my leg. <laughs> How much of this are you gonna make them do? Huh? How much of this song? Of, let's just skip to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, gotta play it on the face too, first, right? You're dead. Because you don't do right, you're gonna pay for this. Thank you, John Crow. Time for margaritas and biscuits. Indeed, it is. We'll see you in several weeks, folks. Goodbye.